Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Ahí estaba, en el centro. Hoyo de gloria. Have you scanned your MVP card? Breakfast was three eggs, scrambled light with grits and extra crispy bacon. Clip, what's up? It's Bryce. I know, Clip, but people are looking for you to sprinkle your magic fairy dust on this whole thing and make it all better. Let's get to that conversation now. Here is uh, that. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, welcome in to this Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here inside the Pirate Radio Studios coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com, and be a part of the show on YouTube. We are live and will be for the next three hours taking your questions and comments. Give us a like. Uh, subscribe and uh, we've got some great guests on the show for you to ask questions to as well and i will tell you who they are right now joining us our number one former east carolina defensive coordinator he's been all around he is greg hudson and we've got some great stories to tell with coach hud coming up here in our number one uh get your questions in for coach hud if you got any uh right now he'll join us uh throughout the three o'clock hour coming up in hour number two bb brian bailey will join us on the pirate radio live line we'll talk pirate football pirate hoops everything in between with brian bailey and a former east carolina player and coach jason nichols will join us in hour number three uh, to talk NFL, to talk college football and more. We've got 40 bowls in 14 days. We'll have Coach Hud pick a bowl game before he gets out of here. Also, we will open up the Pirate Radio treasure chest. We've had a lot of winners, but we got a ton of prizes still to give away during the month of December. So we got a lot to do here on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Shirley Rhodes is here. Chandler is here. Coach Hud, awesome to have you in studio. How you doing, man? Man, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> I like to touch my guests. Oh, Cliff, it's good to be back again. Yes, it's good to be here in Greenville. You can call me my other names. Smokey. Yeah, Smokey. And, Smokey. And then recently I was walking down the hall in Minji's and I heard, I heard, hey, media guy. And I looked, it was Greg Hudson. <laughs> like, hey, Coach Hud, what are you doing here? But media guy. Great to have you uh, around, man. Well, uh, I knew you were uh, going to be available, so I made sure I got on the show so we could rekindle our <laughs> post-practice Thursday uh, interviews that uh, you did back in the day when you were smoky and you were great to uh to talk to you were a great interview whether you're in a good mood or a bad mood you always had good good stuff for us <laughs> i was always in a good mood we were good i would say those days yeah pirate defense was good coach hud was happy so That's right. uh those were uh some really fun times we'll talk about that and we'll talk about what's going on now uh with greg hudson throughout today's show and uh coach hud first of all tell everybody what you're up to these days what no are you good. doing up to no good. No good. That you sounds said, good. You're going to talk about me. We will not need an hour. We'll be done at 3.05. Okay. <laughs> it's a lost cause. Um, no, I, uh, um, you know, it's funny how the, the path you take in life, you don't know uh, if you're going to circle back and uh, be involved with people that you met almost 20 years ago. Uh, you don't know where, um, you know, you're going to be living uh, 20 years from now. So, uh, you know, I've taken everything in stride. I've been really fortunate. And I learned a long time ago, um, back when it, 
used to be keep a great Rolodex. Um, Harvey Harvey McKay wrote that uh, that book and the Rolodex theory and you know staying connected with people and just like they talk about now how connected we are, you know that was part of the process of how you would advance in life and you had to stay connected and it was always who you knew and and it still is who you know and you know I have stayed connected with some uh, good friends of mine some people that uh, I learned from in the past and then opportunities. Um, you know, came about through different platforms, and you know, I, I think I might have found a niche with um, in the financial sector with uh, the NIL space, and you know, helping. I mean, I'd say universities, but you know, that's that's a separate equation. But uh, you know, looking for sustainable funds uh, with uh, donor anxiety out there, and finding creative ways to help uh, the collectives uh, achieve what they need, and is that they have more money. Uh, for the finances they need for the players. I mean, it is what it is. And, you, you know, it's, it's been sugar-coated so much, but you're getting money to pay the players to play. And, you know, well, you could say, well, it's just an endorsement deal. You know, that sounds good. But, you know, it is what it is. It's not changing. It's not going away. It's going to get bigger. And, um, you know, I've, I've found some ways through some friends that also had, you know, similar ideas. And I say I, it's, it's not an I, it's a we. And, you know, those we's are many of people that are smart people that, you know, know how to be creative, know how to think outside the box, and then are willing to work. I mean, you can do all these fun ideas and talk about things, but it's still boots on the ground and the willingness to work and, and go out there and do things. Here at East Carolina, you have the Boneyard Collective. Uh, when it comes to NIL, we at Pirate Radio have um, done NIL deals with student athletes and uh, we found some different ways to do it. Uh, you can see the the baseball players who sell those T-shirts are, are part of that, and right. that's a really cool deal. You get something in return for your NIL donation. But I, I think you said it best, like whether people like it or not, it is here, so it doesn't right. really matter. Um, what What is your, your, your overall thoughts on the name image, image likeness? I feel like it was born from a, a good place and – now it's kind of out of control, but like, how, how do you kind of summarize where we are right now? You, you gave coaches an opportunity to take something and completely abuse it. Um, <laughs> that is what we do. I mean, that is, that well, is, that is in part, all walks of life. I feel part, like that's done. That's part of our DNA. We, um, it's a, it's a great concept, and the idea of name, image, and likeness, and getting the endorsement to do a commercial sounded good, and it's it is what it is. And then through the collective of a, a collective group of individuals that are together for one purpose, and that's to generate revenue to pay the players. And now with on three, you're going to get a daily, you know, valuation of what that player's actually worth. And when you go on the site and you look at what a player's worth, and you find out how much you got to generate, and um, and then there's going to be the abuse on the other side to where you know a player's going to get X amount of dollars, and all of a sudden. After uh, the end of the season, you know they're going to want to renegotiate. You know that's where the creativity in the in the contract and where is the um, responsibility being put on the player to produce. You know, you know all those numbers that you see on those the one side in particular that I mentioned that you know evaluates the the individual. Where's the ones with the arrow pointing down? You know, where, where's that where? You know, it's on a daily basis, you know, or you get in the contract for X number of time, which is, you know, the round, the way to go. But if guys are going to turn around and start asking for more money, then you're going to start having collectives start giving less money for poor performance. Right. Or not being, it goes you know, both not being ways. playing. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the 
the call was to take all this money that is being made from the television massive contracts and have the players, which I completely agree with, getting a piece of the pie. Yeah. And and I believe that because they are going out there and they are absolutely crushing their bodies and drilling their minds um, uh, extensively year round. It does not stop, and it's not a twenty hour um, NCAA rule work week. It's it's a lot longer than that. They're putting in free time. They're they're putting in all their time. So you know what are you going to do to pay for that and. You know, it's just it's just a little bit of the wild, wild west, but it will eventually get um, get a lasso around it. Yeah, still in the early days and uh, feeling it all out right now. Talking to Greg Hudson here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Uh, Coach Hud, just kind of, and I'm going to freestyle this. You said, so what are we talking about? I said, I don't know. We'll just <laughs> right. figure it out as we go. Um, most recently, uh, we have had a Heisman Trophy named, and it was Jaden Daniels at LSU. And I think well-deserving. I'm glad they gave it to a guy who whose team had three losses because it's supposed to be the best player and they looked right. at his numbers looked what he did and i don't know i thought he was deserving of that trophy he, this year yeah it, for what it's become for what that award has become he's considered the best player i still go back to you know when they gave it to a db <laughs> who by the way probably could have played quarterback he could have played receiver you know he could have played safety he could have played tailback who knows? You could have got bigger and played linebacker. And, you know, is that the best player or is it the most popular player who has the most numbers? But, you know, it is so difficult. And you had a teammate that won it who was a non-quarterback, yeah, which but is he, super he, rare these he, days. He could have pre-played. He could have been a press corner all day long. <laughs> Trust me. Um, you know, and a tailback. But what you look at is, you know, how people don't realize how difficult it is to play quarterback. There's so much information you have to be able to process and the amount of coaching that goes into it. You got to coach these guys nonstop every day. And there's a big big amount of information they have to process in very few seconds and then not make a mistake on national TV in front of 25,000 people and 100,000 streaming fans. And I didn't realize how intense the quarterback position was until these GPSs started, when the players are wearing these GPSs now. It started at Florida State when I was there in uh, 2010. And our quarterback um, threw a ball against Clemson on the last drive. We had to get a first down to get in position to kick a field goal to win the game with basically two seconds left. And on that pass, the body load and amount of pressure that was going on in his body and his pulse and his his brain was just frying. Numbers were off the chart. That was the most. That was the highest registered play over anybody the whole year. Hmm. That one play. Now the next highest group are linebackers because those guys are running around like fools and trying to knock your head off. So their load was a lot higher. That quarterback's was the highest of the year on that one play. I've, look, we went through, and to some degree, I'm looking at the numbers now. LSU averaged 46 a game. Oregon 44. There was a handful of teams over 40 in college football we went through years and years with these wide open offenses and everybody was scoring i do and maybe it's because ecu struggled so much offensively i watched more low scoring games this year but i do feel like uh, to some degree defenses have maybe tried to catch up a little bit do you feel that they've way caught up. yeah yeah they've caught up i mean you're allowed to act like you're running the ball and go downfield and and, and it's not a penalty you know when you throw it I mean you should do better on offense <laughs> and you know and why do they put bump and run in, in the NFL 
because they wanted scoring to go up because Mel Blunt was molesting receivers and they couldn't get off the line of scrimmage, so they put bump and run in. Mm-hmm. Well, that didn't work, you know. The one thing you look at on your rankings right there is go through there and you look at LSU, Oregon, um, Notre Dame, Georgia, Kansas State, Washington, Florida State. What do they all have in common? They're all in the finalists for the Joe Moore Award for the best offensive line in the country. Hmm. Which is proven true. I, I'm, I do stuff with the Joe Moore Joe Moore Award. I was Joe's GA at Notre Dame, and um, if you, it's it's held true every single year that you know the best offensive line you know has the best teams, and it's the data is there to prove it. There's a quarterback issue right now in the NFL with a bunch of guys playing that. Uh... We're not starters week one. I'll put it that way. And I saw uh, a reporter from NFL Network say last night that kind of went a different route, said there's an offensive line issue in the NFL getting these quarterbacks hurt. And he went to the the lack of time teams have now compared to how they used to. And here's, stuff. here's the problem. Yeah, It ain't the offensive linemen. It's those dudes are trying to block. <laughs> I'm telling you. Those, That's where it's defensive linemen – in the major conferences, in particular the SEC, are different human beings. They are Tyrannosaurus Rexes out there, just like in Jurassic Park, running around blowing things up. These guys are unbelievable with what they can do. And who's going to block Joey Bosa? Yeah. Who? Nobody. Yeah. You got to grab him. You know, you got to tackle him and hold on to him. It's your only chance. It's it's the defensive lines. They are just unbelievable. The offensive line, uh, you know, you got to find five of them, you know, and you better have probably eight of them to get through the year in the NFL. And in college, it's it's even tougher, even though you can have more on your roster. But you know, the depth at offensive line forever uh, in this in this era of the eighty-five scholarships has been an issue, and that's the one position where the walk-ons have been huge for offensive line. You know, you can find. Uh, big underdeveloped walk-ons on offensive line and they basically develop for three years and you can get one or two years out of them and if they can be even a backup those guys are a commodity now your walk-on program has to have 20 to 25 guys that can contribute in college football they are very, very important, particularly if you can get guys up on the offensive line. I mean, it's just always going to be tough, always has been tough for East Carolina to get in quality offensive linemen. You've really got to train them, coach them, which is why Steve Shankweiler is a legend around these parts. But when you were here, you had one of the best D-lines in ECU football history. So what was uh, how much did your guys help the O-line we had at the time? Uh, Willie Smith. You know, Willie, we couldn't get him on the field. Started on your side of the ball, right? Yeah. yeah. We loved him. We we recruited him as a, an offensive lineman. I mean, as a defensive as a lineman. We loved him. And, you know, Skip had to make the tough conversation. He wanted no part of it. We are like, you can be a millionaire. You really have a chance to do that. And lo and behold, he you know, he makes it to the NFL by just moving to the other side of the ball, and he can play tackle. And those guys that are really good tackles but not elite tackles – if they're athletic enough and tough enough, they can move them into guard um, at, the, at the pro level. And, you know, it's still the development program and how you're going to monitor it and how you're going to use your resources in taking people that are athletic, that are long, that are tall. They've got arm, arm's length. They like the weight room. They show up every day. They get in shape, which makes them more durable. 
and you have to develop linemen. If they're, if they're coming in to a program that needs to develop players and they're playing early, you've got a problem. Right. You, I, I, the kid's got to be here two <clears throat> years before you really want them to be a starter. It is just too hard to block those guys. You know, even in the AAC, you know, you're going to – we never had the lines that weren't good that we played against here. You know, we always had – everybody had a good defensive line. Greg Hudson here inside the Pirate Radio studios, and uh, we'll talk more about those days. How much do you enjoy watching football in 2023? Do you still get enjoyment out of it? I do. I like watching college football, and I like watching some pro football if I like the announcer. Okay, that, that knows what they're talking about. Because it, when I when I watch when I watch film on a TV, it's sort of similar to the very few times that I've actually watched it from a press box, and. My eyes are trained where I can, I can see all 22 out there. I can see 22 and the guy holding the sticks on the side. Just your eyes trained to that. So I watch the game a little bit different and try to – I get more into watching things on situation. I end up talking to myself. Oh, they're going to run a draw here. I want to call this right here. And, uh, and if they do it and they stop. But I'm like, okay, I might still know something. Most of the time, I don't. I know you said you like uh, Collinsworth. You can tell he does do. his homework. Who, who else? Well, he was like? a, he was a Bengal, so maybe I'm biased. But listen, I I know how much film those guys watch. I mean, he watches a lot of film, and those guys study a ton to be prepared for those games. I don't know how Herb Street's doing it mm. and going back and forth on days from pro to college. The guys that are in his ear do a great job. I mean, they give him a lot of information. Now, with pro football focus and the way things are with uh, uh, the computer programs and the information you can get, it, that does help. You know, they don't have to watch it and write it down themselves. But I think those guys do a good job. People complain about him usually just don't like the sound of their voice. Or yeah. They have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. I, I've told you that uh, Collinsworth. You don't have any idea what you're talking about. Oh, that is true. Oh, that is 100% true. But <laughs> no, Collinsworth um, gets a little whiny sometimes. But uh, yeah. what he's saying, I, I like. I, I'm, a, I'm a Collinsworth fan. I like listening to yeah, him. Yeah, I do. I, and, you know, and those, those guys put a lot of work in. It's not just show up and talk about the game. You know, you've got to be engaged and you got to know what you're talking about. Just like radio, like you. Yeah, and, and boy, am I engaged and prepared today, right? I got all my notes right here, those Coach. Are, but those notes say Friday on it. <laughs> Greg Hudson here in the Pirate Radio Studios. Um, all right, we'll get to some questions uh, from – here's a question for me. Uh, Coach, I made my first lasagna over the weekend. Tyler asking, did you use ricotta? Is it a ricotta or ricotta or a cottage cheese? I used ricotta. He used an oven, and he said yeah. he made it with Stouffer's. No, 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 no. 425 for two and a half hours. <laughs> no, Coach. Made my first lasagna. It was good, man. It was. I tell you what, it was great the next day. Leftover lasagna. Did you bring any in? I did not. You hate it. I will next time. I will next time. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Got a question for Coach Hud. You can get that in. More to go. Pirate Radio Live. We'll open up 40 bowls in 14 days. We'll have Greg Hudson pick a bowl game. I'll find one where uh, he has coached the team in the past. We'll pick one of those. When we return, Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. Back with you after this. I 
many special people change How many lives are living strange Where we you, are we, we're getting high You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Washington's favorite place to eat and where all the locals go is down on Main Street. Down on Main Street's famous weekday lunch specials are only $7.99. Stop by for the house salad with grilled chicken. The half club sandwich with chips are everyone's favorite. The fried shrimp plate. After work, Down on Main Street is the perfect spot for dinner and drinks on the patio. And you can join Down on Main every Wednesday for half-price wings from 4 p.m. to close. Down on Main Street, on Main Street, in historic downtown Washington. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you on Pirate Radio Live. Coach Hud, Greg Hudson. I want to play a game, Coach, where either oh, we go man. down your Rolodex or go down your photos and just tell stories. Because <laughs> you were showing me some awesome ones uh, before. The, the, tell us why you were talking on the sidelines with Bon Jovi. He wanted me to uh, play in his band. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. What, did you turn him down? He, yeah, I was going to play air guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to sing with him. No. Um, just by happenstance, his son, uh, uh, Jesse, was a walk-on on the team. And when I got named the coordinator, I had never met... Uh, John, my friend? No, I'm just kidding. Bon Jovi. <laughs> I call him John. You know, John. And uh, he just he came up on the sidelines uh, early before even warm-up started. Gave me a hug. Was just, hey, congratulations. And he just was the nicest guy. And I told you, I, I caught myself staring at the guy. I was like, golly, this guy is good looking. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, man. starstruck. I was like, whoa. And he took his hat off. And I was like, oh, gets worse he's got great hair <laughs> man <laughs> no wrinkles that reminds me of a question i've been wanting to ask you when's the last time you had hair seventh grade yeah, so you would <laughs> shave <laughs> but on the uh the pictures did you have hair at notre dame or yeah. did you shave okay you know i started shaving my head probably 2000 okay i was at uc yeah i can remember that yeah you know what that's funny i showed you that picture of goldberg yeah he was popular then yeah and i was like well that looks pretty good. I might as well. Yeah, him and Stone Cold. I just shaved it and went to the goatee. I haven't changed since. Yeah. Hey, it works like for yours. you, man. It works for you. You ought to do it. Nah. I, I'm going to keep this as long as I can. Get you. Let's see if you have the same reaction you have with Bon Jovi. Oh, yeah. You know what? Yeah. The gray. He is gray. Classy. He is long. <laughs> you, I would go old Blake Shelton mullet if I were you right now. All right. I feel like, like I'm, long, I'm working long, long on a mullet. And okay. Block it like Joe Dirt in the front. I'll uh, run that by the wife, said Greg Hudson said it, so it must be true. All right, uh, Coach Hud is here. Let's uh, let's throw in a 40 bowls in 14 days. We were talking, Shirley, when Coach Hud was on with Bailey about uh, how intimidating he was and uh, mentioned his motorcycle, and you were talking about you know Jeff Charles, uh, the, the late great uh, voice oh, he was awesome. of the Pirates. And Every his, Friday was great to get to spend time with him. Yeah, and the, the love for the motorcycles oh, yeah. that y'all had. Yeah. Um, but I got to thinking, what kind of music, and maybe you're into, I don't know, what, what kind of music are you into? Multiple genres. Yeah. 
you know i could see you at some point maybe blasting some metallica though totally okay good all right now i will tell you there was a there was a playlist when i got on the bike before i dropped a hammer and took off and it was molly crew okay as loud as i could fit stand it yeah and makes uh, sense some van halen van halen all the way back to the original album even van hagar i like i was gonna oh. say david lee roth or oh david lee roth of course all the way. yeah great concert all right well uh we'll get to some of your best concerts in a moment but charlie hit 40 bowls in 14 days the uh the new one i made today 40 bowls in 14 days oh it's quite biblical days 14 days this is the intro for all of them 14 days oh my goodness 40 bowls in 14 days 14 days hey there's not too many bowl games either 40 bowls we'll talk about that 14 days 14 Hush, Bridget Hudson, don't say a word. <laughs> and never mind that noise you heard. It's 40 bowls in 14 oh, days. Man. How can we watch all these games? Hey. 40 bowls! This is really 14 interesting. days! I spent a lot of time on this coach. Take my hand! I thought they could fix your voice a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's got ripped off on this sound system. Where's the echo? This is Headfield. Take oh, man. my hand. Oh. We're about to watch some bowl games, man. All right. <laughs> 40 bowls in 14 days. You know what happened for Enter the Sandman when we played them up there in 06? Was it 06 or 07? After Season the, opener. We had the opener and yeah. game day was there and all that. So Skip's getting after him pregame. And I'm standing there next to Todd Fitch, and I go, oh, man, I hit him. I took off. I left. I'm like, i got to see Enter the Sandman. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fan of I, I ran else, down. So. I was on the sideline during the pregame speech. It was awesome. That's cool. How about the following year, Coach, in Charlotte? Oh, you guys man. knocking him off. Man, that TJ was... Lee, block point. I'll tell you what. Recruiting him out of Bakersfield Community College was the best, best – uh, recruiting trip i took for that season it paid off absolutely no uh all right coach hud your game i wanted to give you a game that uh you know that means something to you let's go with the golden domers oh notre dame versus oregon state in the tony the tiger sun bowl uh in el paso at uh let's see you guys had a memorable one in el paso too the uh the miracle in the mine shaft where you guys won in overtime and a wild one against Oregon. Uh, ECU. Oh, I wasn't there. And UTEP. Yes, you were. Oh, oh. I'm talking ECU and UTEP. Oh, that was 07. Yeah. It is the greatest fake Hail Mary ever. Rob Cass bullet Rob Hail Cass, Mary. <laughs> he, he fooled me. He he actually was doing the shuffle and looking up and got ready. And all of a sudden, I'm watching for the ball and he threw a seed. They hit somebody in the chest. I think it was Crowell, Jawan def- Crowell. The defense is the defense is standing there looking. Also, this guy's got the ball. It was. I mean, Cass had zero touch. He all he had was uh, oh, the heater. speed. Give him the heater, and he gave him the Ricky. Oh man, give him the heater. All right, let's get back to the bowl game. Notre all Dame, right. Oregon State in the Sun Bowl. Coach Hud, you can't pick against Notre Dame, can you? Well, not when there's a uh, interim coach on the other side. Uh, wait, I think they named him a guy that head coach, didn't they? They named one of their coaches to take over. Go ahead and Google that. Real Oregon quick. State head coach. Where's, Is there... where's the where's the producer in your ear giving you some intel? <laughs> oh, they're sleeping. Chandler, help me out. 
Uh, let's see. Jonathan Smith left. Oregon State promotes Trent Bray oh, to replace. They Jonathan got it. Ah, they'll make it interesting then. I'm wonder, still going with the Irish. All right. I wonder if DJ I'm going straight up on that too. I know I'm not a spread person, even though I've been. It's amazing how many people give you a call. Oh yeah. Oh, it's a, what do you they know? nonchalantly will ask you know about the spread? You know, like, like I'm paying attention to it. You talked to so and so. Did he? Pra- did uh, what's his name? I did have a this guy week, ask. Or? I did have a guy ask me about. Um, Notre Dame, Louisville. And I said, I don't care what the spread is. Do not bet against Jeff Brom, the head coach at Louisville. Do not. I would never, I, I would not even bet on that game if he's calling the plays on the other side. No. Nope. had a hell of a year uh, yeah. this year. All right. Uh, let's see. We had a question for HUD. Uh, Jamie wanted to know any good stories about playing for Lou Holtz. And did you guys make fun of his? Uh, did you? You know. uh, not really. <laughs> no way. Not to his not face. Not to his face. Yeah. No way. Um, there are some uh, folklore Coach Holtz impersonations from back in the day. Uh, now, you know, he went from being a famous head coach to a TV personality to, you know, this generation really doesn't, you know, know the guys from that time. But um, what was it like playing for him? You know, it was, it was, it was really good. And, uh, you know, he did things the right way. Uh, it was a man that cared about the university. He cared about the players. Um, he he wanted the best for us. He fought to get us the treated the best. And you know, he 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 really taught us uh, about winning. He taught us about team building. He taught us about togetherness. And it wasn't just lip service. It was consistently uh, talked about with us. Um, he he just had a knack for preparation, uh, and then I had I was fortunate enough to to work for him on the staff in '93, and I got to see a completely different side of the coin. And that's when I really knew um, how much he cared about the university and Notre Dame and uh, and the players, and just he he just had a knack for motivating everybody, from the people that worked in the front office to uh, the team, the staff. Everybody was motivated. You were the most important person in the room when he was talking to you. And when he was up there speaking, you felt like he was talking to you. And you can tell how well somebody has presented you with something because every guy I played with, we can remember every, just about every single thing over and over again that he talked to us about the team, the love, the trust, the commitment, the belief the seven areas of what it takes to win, which that plan was used here, the seven areas. It is infallible. It's undefeated if you uh, follow the plan. And uh, he really taught us about togetherness. It's um, and it's amazing when you take uh, – Coach taught us that what, what you can accomplish when you have toughness and togetherness. And that's what we had. And, uh, and we wanted to play well for our school. And you know what? That's another thing. We had this thing called the Notre Dame – uh, the Notre Dame experience during camp, and Skip did it here. And we, they, the coaches and the staff members and stuff during camp each night, somebody would uh, give a presentation on a specific history or item about the university, and it gave our guys a sense of pride into into learning about the school and having an appreciation for the founders and what the school was founded on, what its core values were and what its beliefs were. And I think you got to have equity and your love for your school if you're going to go out and represent it. And that was driven home to us. 
can you still have that today even if guys are only at a school for one year can you get the buy-in for that one year or is it totally different now it's different think? yeah it is different i mean really i mean how close do your teams get when you were you know your summer baseball league you know these travel teams right or AAU no, basketball, that's a good comparison you yeah. know you play for you look at a guy in basketball you know where did he play well the first thing they're going to show is the four aau teams he played for in two years so there's a lot of that 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 is that is that is concerning yeah. you know that's the one thing i love about the joe moore award because it's an award for the whole unit you know it's the only award that is not for the individual player hmm. and that's about togetherness uh when did you we got a question about skip did, did you play with skip on the team or? yeah in 87 okay yeah uh yeah no 86 yeah coach's first year skip was there i was there when he when he roughed the punter what was that what game was that not a big one usc <laughs> just some another saturday no big deal he, he coach coach snagged him up after the bluff hunt and he said he said uh what are you doing and skip said didn't you see it <laughs> <laughs> yikes <laughs> Go to your room. Uh, so, John says, uh, do you have any good untold Skip Holt stories? Oh, yeah, I can't say. But them. they're going to remain untold? They Damn. will stay exactly where they are. That's unfortunate. Uh, what, what was similarities and differences working with uh, and playing for Lou and then working with That's Skip? a good question, and that's an, easy, that's an easy answer because I've been asked that before. Skip did a great job of taking what he learned from his dad and some other coaches as far as philosophy and he blended it with his personality. And that's been the downfall of many young head coaches that don't succeed is they try to emulate impersonate, you know, the the guy that, that, that they came that they worked under and became from. Like you it is not a good idea to try to be like Nick Saban, but you can use his philosophies. Right. His, but but Kirby Smart is Kirby Smart. That's why he's successful. He has implemented what he learned in other areas. And don't just stick to that. Keep learning. Skip kept learning. And uh, and Coach Holtz did, too. Even, you know, we had a lot of people visit um, from other schools, you know, learning and stuff like yeah. that. And uh, But Skip Skip was fantastic at taking his, which his personality is, if there's somebody that has a better attitude and personality, I want to meet him. Um, and a good sense of humor. You know, and if Skip has an enemy, I want to meet that person. He must be a <laughs> that's on him but right? uh you know that's what he did uh jamie says can notre dame win a championship today with their academic standards well yeah i mean if they have good enough players you know the academic standards haven't changed you know they were the same when when the other championships were won and uh you know to me that's a that's an excuse you know you know they've bought into the the collective arena you know they're you know for years you know notre dame never took transfers or junior college transfers hmm. they've taken one they've taken one junior college transfer and they've taken two non-qualifiers in 1986 and they've never done anything like that now they've allowed more transfers who are in great academic standing or grad transfers uh, as long as that curriculum was available, but now they are taking the the one and dones like the Sam Hartman. So yes, they can win a championship, and uh, I think it's great that they that they sustained. They're, they're not changing, you know. They are not changing. Was that part of the Catholics versus convicts story? The the non qualifier was it a quarterback? No, I'm no. trying to remember. Okay, I, I, no, that was for some alleged 
behavior things of the of the, the guys at Miami. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the player or one of the non qualifiers. Was he around that era? Uh, I, I it clicked in my brain. Yeah, that might have been part was, of the story. Yeah, was it no, Rice? It wasn't, it wasn't part. Tony was. Yeah, it wasn't part of the story. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, Redbeard says HUD needs a pirate radio podcast. He does with all of the man. I am with expensive. the Rolodex. <laughs> yeah, costs that's going to be the problem. Yeah. I need a collective. <laughs> the HUD collective, and maybe we can get enough for him to. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's got a million. Who, who, you had me when I was free. Who is the uh, like the top three interviews you would have in your phone right now? Like oh, I said, uh, I said Rocket Ishmael. He said, all right, done. Uh, who is that? Hannah Storm. Easy. Like, who? You got everybody. They're not easy. You know? <laughs> and I, you know and they're busy, you know. <laughs> but if I told them it was you, right, right, right. And we, Who? And we sent, Smokey. We sent your bio. Yeah, you know that would then it would be easy. Send that song that I made for you, and yeah, <laughs> I'll be right, right, ready to go. Uh, let's get another break in. We'll come back right. more uh, Coach Hud stories and more when we return. Pirate Radio Live. We got to open up the treasure chest coming up in hour number three. Still a lot of great prizes, including. $100 straight cash from Sparky Snowballs. $100 gift card to Chico's. $100 gift card to Jersey Mike's. We got a ton to give away, and we'll make you a winner in hour number three. Got a little Bon Jovi. I'll take straight cash for yeah. the podcast. All right. Well, maybe if you're caller number 12. It's 100 a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Back with you. The first ever five-minute podcast with Greg Hudson. Back with you after this. I'll take it. I got an old coat for a pillow In the earth was last night's bed Don't go where I'm going Where I'm going, baby I'm a devil, a mother, a mother, a You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Order Jersey Mike subs on the mobile app and get delivery right to your home or save time and order ahead to skip the line to pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's a sub above. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All right. uh, Just saw uh, from Name Redacted's website that ECU and Boise State are canceling their football series. So uh, too much jet fuel to get here. And they've added Campbell to the 2025 schedule. I just uh, that was just put out on our social media just a few minutes ago. ECU adds Campbell. Yeah. Okay, uh yeah, that coming from FBS Schedules, FBSchedules.com. Uh so <laughs> Campbell's added. All right. Um so the Boise games were What's uh Camels. Easy enough. Man. Yeah. Not a fan of that one. You know, How you know play against the team called the Camels. How <laughs> 
and this is an AD question, I guess. I mean, you coaches didn't have much say in who you schedule, right? Or I guess at big places, you you probably do. It depends on where you are. There's only one. I, we didn't care, except for one. And I said, I'm never coaching against them again. Navy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, now they were were they a conference uh, opponent when y'all they they fixed the blocking. I mean, you could stop the option. That's why they're they're struggling now. They can't blow your knee out. Right. I mean, we lost. Uh, uh, it was a big D lineman we had. We played him as young kids too. We played uh, Marcus uh, Hands. Marcus Hands. He went down, and uh, somebody else went down, and we lost. You know, we had to turn around and play. Jeez. No, we played. Uh, no, that was 07 we opened up with them. That's yeah. the only one I was like, Coach Holland, what are we doing? <laughs> you know, I got to think about that all summer, too. It was the opener. Right. So that, and that's where Coach Holt Sr. came in and met with us on, on defense one time in the summer and he, in the spring, actually. And he suggested we should put some stuff in. So I said, okay. So I put it in and I named all those defenses after him. <laughs> and he said, well, you didn't have to do that. I'm like, well, in case they didn't work, I wanted to blame you. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, look, now we still have that problem because they're in the league and Army is joining, which they oh, are. They, oh, man. They're a little different, I guess. But it doesn't same, matter. Yeah. <laughs> Headache? Oh, it's brutal. It's just annoying. <laughs> it really is. I love the military, except when you got to defend them. Exactly. Well said. Uh, let's see. So that would be what year was that, Shirley? Did you? Uh, we played them. No, I'm talking about this Campbell game we got coming up. Uh, Campbell 2025. Yeah. What's well, so, what were you asking? That's that was what I was asking. Oh, okay. Uh, that same year at NC State at Marshall BYU at home. Okay, not not terrible. I like that schedule. You get a ACC team, you get a regional team, and you get a group of twenty-seven-year-olds. <laughs> Is that okay? Can you play against them? Yeah, they're older than some of the coaches. <laughs> uh, we've had some fun ones against BYU uh, so far. And uh, did you play out there? You guys go out there? Uh wait, now who did you did ECU go out? Yeah, there? yeah, yeah. How about that? We had a wild one out there. How we've about, had two wild ones out there. How about the scenery around that stadium? Yeah, man, it was beautiful well coach they locked me here in studio on game day so i'll never get to go anywhere <laughs> you couldn't smoke on the plane <laughs> i don't think you can smoke in uh provo either right <laughs> probably that's, not. that's why i refuse to go like what do you want me to do take candy cigarettes <laughs> vape no way man blasphemer <laughs> all right uh coach uh, we got a few minutes left to go that's it uh that is it i mean you can hang around as long as you want nah uh, Eric says, Clip, will you ask Coach Hudson to give Chad an impassioned speech to help him secure a treasure chest win? I, I do want to ask about messaging and how... Treasure chest win. So uh, we open up the treasure chest in hour three. We got a guy oh. who, uh, who who really needs to win. But as far as keeping... Don't them, lose. <laughs> keeping the message You're fired. You fresh, can't on the show again. Uh, you don't want to say the same stuff to your guys over and over, or do you? I don't know. How did you handle it as a motivator to go uh, along with the coaching? Flavor of the week. Always, just you know, it, it comes to the staff and the coaches, and and you know what's going on currently. Another thing, Coach Holtz, senior had and Skip talked about is you know, there's going to be three crises during the season. They're going to happen. We're going to have three crises that we're going to have to overcome during the season. So there was, there was always something to. And if there wasn't a crisis, Coach Holtz would create one <laughs> and, and uh, rally the troops around it. But there, there was always a you know. 
an item of about about the game, about the time of the year, uh, about what's going on, about the history of the game. There's plenty. No, there's no retreads on anything. You know, and sometimes, you know, there's too much. You know, there's not. You don't have to say a lot. You know, we didn't have to do a lot of uh, motivating before we beat West Virginia. Right. I'm telling you, something was going on that day that was just different. I mean, there, we still talk. You about know, it. there's a time, and there's very been very few times. There was one other time was the Tulsa championship when, like something happened on the sideline in between the third and fourth quarter and uh when i just was like these guys get it and uh there was something going on um the kids took control they really did i mean we called i'm not kidding you when we were in base defense i think we made three defensive calls we blitzed one time and jeremy chambliss knocked the living tar out of somebody over on not that i remember it was on their sideline uh, it was wax, tight wax cover one. And uh, we didn't we didn't blitz. Now, in third down, we played a lot of our three-down junk defense, which is what the kids loved because it was a lot of fun. But we didn't do anything special because we didn't have to because we had Jay Ross, Khalif Mitchell, C.J. Wilson, Josh Smith, Zach Slate, madder than hell, going after those guys. And uh, we had a we had a hell of a plan that we worked on in the spring for that for West Virginia for West Virginia. <clears throat> we played a particular style of defense that day. We played our base defense. We just changed our keys up a little bit. And uh, and actually before the game, <laughs> Todd Blackledge asked me, "Is there anything you're going to do different?" And I said, "Come here, I'll tell you something." And we walked into the room, the defense room, and I showed him two defenses. I showed him how we were going to key. And uh, he's like, seriously? I said, yeah. And the game said it worked. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like coaching Josh Smith? Awesome. He? Josh Smith. This is actually He's story. a nut job. <laughs> Josh Smith. I love Josh Smith. He's awesome. I love them all. Josh Smith. One time, Josh, his alarm didn't go off or something. And no, his car wouldn't start. He was in an apartment complex way down Charles Boulevard. He was way down. He ran all the way here. Wow. I mean. Like Willie Mays Hayes in uh, Major League. Oh, it was the funniest thing. That guy, uh, he had a motor. Well, we had Linville. I mean, I forgot. How do you forget Linville Joseph? And I think, yeah, that was the first year he had lost the 70 pounds like I have. And uh, um, we just turned those guys loose. And we really did. It was a lot of fun. That uh, that defense was awesome, and uh, some really fun days here. And that Tulsa championship, oh. they had what seven turnovers or something. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Y'all were scoring more we than the do, offense. We, did, we didn't do a lot in that game. I mean, we we had some a couple wrinkles in that we did, but we just kept it simple and kept changing the call. And the guys, I'll tell you what. During the during the in between the third and fourth quarter, we were we just we we came over. We we're sort of getting our wind on defense. We were sitting there, and the guys were just sitting on the bench. And it was it was uh, Nick and and uh, and Pierre were just sitting there, and Josh. It just got real quiet, and I was just looking at him. And I just remember Pierre looking up, and he goes, he just sort of shook his head. He goes, "We get it." It was like it clicked. He's like, "We get it," you know. And I I don't know if I. Really didn't coach that that much during the games. Really didn't. Well, those were veteran teams too, right? I mean, you had That's, spent a lot yeah. of time and, and hours we, with those guys. We put a you know we put a lot of trust in them early. I mean, 
uh, Donnie Thompson, he, you know, he brought it up uh, after I think we played after the Duke. No, it was the second year. It was the second year. It was it was when we had played early against somebody, and uh, Donnie Thompson said, "Man, we just let's play these young guys." Marcus Hand and Jay Ross and uh, oh, it was when we went to West Virginia the first time, and we were supposed to get blown out, and we we had them in the fourth quarter, like twenty three to nineteen. We lost. We played all those young guys for the first time and put a defense in that we added during the week to make it even simpler. Hmm. And we just let, we just let them go. Yeah. Uh, Tyler says the conference USA championship game against Houston was fun too. How, how much fun was that? where they throw for 500 yards but yet you still have a we told we said both games they are going to throw for a lot of passing yards and i emmanuel davis was beauty we kept telling him that little eight yard hitch route is not going to beat you it is not going to beat you if you tackle him right there Mm -hmm. we were making tackles on little short routes the guys were yelling to him this is not going to beat us (laughs) they're yelling what's his name the court this ain't uh yeah keenum ain't gonna beat us and that you know they just kept getting yards and yards and yards, but they only ran, they ran the ball thirty one times for twenty eight yards. Now, those teams, if they rushed for under one hundred and fifty yards, didn't win. And both teams, Tulsa, if they didn't run for one hundred and seventy yards, didn't win. And we kept them under that, and we won. Shirley, before Coach Hud goes, see if you can find my check. Uh, my, my check. <laughs> yeah, look for the is check. It direct deposit. It's under some, yeah, I think that's what it is. <laughs> Um, but there's a holiday coming up. It might be after the new oh. year. Yeah. Okay. See if you can find ECU beats Houston in the Conference USA because uh, I want to hear Ron Franklin's call and the crowd pop when Travis Simmons uh, tips it to Van Eskridge. Oh. One of my favorite calls ever. And uh, mine too. And <laughs> I bet it was, cover, it was blue. <laughs> that was our coverage. There you go. Uh, we'll see if we can find that before we go. All right, Coach Hud. Um, thoughts on the playoff? How'd they do? Did they get the right four teams? No. <laughs> they Why? Got the, they, got the, they got it wrong. They should have never put Georgia at number six. That's that your was, issue? That was a screw-up. <laughs> they're not the number six team in the country. What about the Knowles? No, they're not They're not one of the best four. Man. Everybody's – it's their they're, – they're, they're, they're making decisions with their heart. And you, there's another thing, Harvey McKay in the business world. Follow your heart, die of heart disease. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good one. No, no, it, it, you know, hey, in athletics and college football, people don't care about your feelings. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It's not intramurals, brother. Isn't it? Yeah, Dan Hawkins. <laughs> Dan Hawkins said that he's in the Rolodex. What's he doing now? He was uh, back at his alma mater, uh, UC Davis, and he's winning and having a blast. And he just uh, he just retired. Go play intramurals, brother. That's hey. <laughs> Hey, the final four and intramurals. Who are you going to pick at the play? That's it. The playground mentality. I learned that from Glenn Mason. If you're going to pick somebody, take the playground mentality. You got the kickball. You're getting ready to play wiffle ball. Who are you picking? Hmm. All right. You picking Alabama or are you picking Florida State at the playground? Who you want on your team? Roll Tide. <laughs> yeah, number four, baby. <laughs> uh, who, who wins it? Do you like Michigan this year? Does Harbaugh have a oh, man. a happy ending to a wild year for him? You know they. You know the worst thing to happen to them was Bama. the committee get it right and they got to play that that Bo Jackson at quarterback guy. You like Milrow? Oh yeah, love him, love him. You know 
Nick just sits back. He's like Darth Vader. He's like, every time something happens, he's like, I am your father. <laughs> Kirby, I am your father. He just sits back, and he keeps doing what he does. And he, and he, he and like Coach Holt said, never deviate from the plan. Yeah. And he doesn't. He sticks to it. And, and make no mistake about it, though, there's some dudes that can play some serious football on that roster uh, all four of them do we get a uh, Texas Alabama rematch maybe for a championship that'd be cool yeah. I like uh, I like Sark Steve Sarkeesian is a is a is a is a great human being he's a he's a great guy and uh, that'd be neat surely uh, I think I can play it off this computer if you never located it you want me to try it yeah, because I I can't preview on this side, and I don't know which one of these is it. All right. Here we go. Let's get it right here. Look, really, look how deep he is. Eight yards deep. Oh, he intercepted it? I, okay, I've got it. Man. Look at that look. You know what he's thinking right there? You know what Kevin... You know what he, Someone's thinking right there, why did I go for it that early? Oh, sorry, Yeah. All right, let me see if this is it. Ron Franklin. Legendary voice, too. Yeah, there you go. That's why we played so deep. Just in case they just took a shot, we were covered. We were going to bleed to death. Right now, Houston, down six, has got 50 seconds left in the ballgame. Looking, going to go long for the end zone, and the ball is bounced and intercepted. Crowd pop. Eskridge. Man, chills. Eskridge. For the next show, you'll have to ask me about the real story of Dead Man Flop in the Tulsa game. Okay, because I know you would never ever coach your guys to do But it. if I did, we would practice it. And if, <laughs> it would not look like Fred Sanford having a heart attack. <laughs> the big that's, one. That's the main concern, <laughs> that a hamstring injury could look like a heart attack. <laughs> Therefore, there were, They're football players, not actors. There were coach. certain candidates that were immediately eliminated. That's hilarious. All right, yeah, we'll get into that. We got to ruin the coach. Hey, that was fun, man. Yeah, it's like old times. We'll get your uh, check. Too. I didn't get emphysema. <laughs> no, Nothing. you're good. <laughs> you're, you're all good. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Hour two, Pirate Radio Live. Thank you, Coach Hud, yeah, and uh, we'll roll on after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit carolinacalibercompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs, and you can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month, or you can make a one-time donation, and GUC will match all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, man, fun hour with Coach Hud, Greg Hudson. Chat more with him, uh, hopefully again down the road. 
because uh, he's got a million stories and we got to about five of them so we'll, uh, we'll have to do that again and he does a great job of telling the stories like he's a great storyteller so uh, yeah great to have greg hudson in here and uh, man i think of greg hudson i think of that awesome defense especially that defensive front back in 2008 2009 uh yeah and we got an idea chandler you uh got an idea for a new game yeah when uh coach hud is on next time yeah i'm ready i'm ready to challenge uh coach hud see who can remember more of the players he coached you or him <laughs> which i mean he's coached plenty of players so it might be tough for him and he said he might have to get his son to participate for him because he said his son like remembers scores from when he was younger so that's pretty impressive it is uh boy as we were talking about that it came uh saw the news from fb schedules that east carolina and boise state have canceled uh the series what's your favorite moment of the ecu boise state series hawaii bowl <laughs> that's what i'm tweeting about right now yeah um, i was really looking forward to east carolina being on that blue field me too just uh thought it'd be fun but uh not super practical we might as well i guess play somebody closer to home and uh i don't know i saw and i'll get the person here in a moment somebody said uh on pirate radio's tweet about that all i'm saying is coastal has openings for 26 and 28 hmm. i'll be i'm down with that absolutely from purple field to teal field teal field teal field that would be a fun uh fun series i think yeah and once again, just like Boise State, the series is a pirate victory in a bowl game. Correct. Jamie says, this was one of those weekends I asked myself, why do I put so much time into sports after four losses? But great sports interview with Coach Hudson brought me back. Wow. Good to hear. Man, I had uh, I had a blast Saturday in Minji's, East Carolina, South Carolina. Great crowd. And um, my daughter, who does not like sports, doesn't care at all, that was the most engaged she's ever been uh, in an ECU game. And uh, just really had fun. Hate it uh, turned out the way it did. Yeah, the things that the Pirates could not do happened all in that last minute, minute and a half. Just, you know, turnovers, fouls. Um, but the crowd, I remember specifically – Brandon Johnson's three to go up by three, that place erupted. And I mean, I know I, that place has probably been more packed than it has, has no, been definitely. before. Yeah. But still, it gets loud in Minji's Coliseum. And I think that three was, you know, late in the second half. And it gave, like I said, the, I think it gave ECU its first lead of the game. And uh, it, it was a fun one. I was hoping we would, you know, be celebrating like we were when we beat UNCW a couple weeks ago. Um, but South Carolina was able, able to escape Greenville with a uh, victory. Yeah, the first half, just way too many open threes allowed. And South Carolina was draining them. Yeah, I remember you tweeting about that. About I'm tired. Of, I'm already tired of seeing open threes. And, Every and they were taking advantage of it. I mean, they were knocking them down. Yeah, and that <laughs> cooled off. But then late – uh, the big boy was a Mac. Yeah. And the crowd was getting on him about eating a salad. Eat a salad. And he buried a three and gave him the shush. Oh, man. Play of the day, though, was whoever had the idea of 
uh, sending a cameo request to Spencer Rattler. That was good stuff. To say, I was not expecting that before the game. Hey, Pirates, uh, good luck to you guys. I'm, I'm hoping the Pirates can pull one out today. Good luck in your game. Yeah. And Go Pirates. <laughs> as, as South Carolina was running onto the court. Uh, just a great, great idea. And kudos to Spencer Rattler. He clapped back. He did, yeah. yeah. I love yeah. that, man. I, I, do I love it all. I love I the... Uh, nobody was harmed. Like, no ill will or whatever. Just fun trash talk. And ECU did something funny before the game. And we were very close to winning and to the victor goes the spoils but uh we were not the victors on that day by the way and you know who else was not victors that day people that bet ec plus five and a half oh, what about a bad beat that was oh the fouls oh, turn up. Yeah. i remember leaving 213 and going oh man if he nails these both of these free throws there's gonna be some upset betters you know i saw the line five and a half i left i guess i left before a couple more free throws or something yeah because I thought we had covered that game. I guess I could have looked at the score for the 30 minutes I was in Lower Menji's parking lot trying to leave. <laughs> uh, but I found me a podcast to listen to. And, uh, yeah, uh, I hope if we're going to get, you know, solid opponents in and big crowds, we can figure something out to do with the Lower Menji's after games. But, you know. It's uh, it's part of the part of the deal and when you have a crowd. That game against South Carolina, that was probably the first game all year. I, you know, you've seen games where R.J. Felton takes over and scores 29, 30 points. We've seen it with Brandon Johnson; he takes control. And um, Ezra one game. There was like four or five Pirates in double figures uh, against South Carolina. So a lot of contribution from a lot of guys on the floor for ECU. Just not enough. And uh, it was a shame. But we'll be right back at it Thursday night. Another SEC school. Live in the Pirate Radio studios for a watch party. Clip Rock, Chandler Honeycutt, Mac McCarthy. Coach Mac, baby. What? Coach Mac's going to hang out with us and watch an ECU basketball game? In 2007, when you were in Section 213, as the Pirates take down NC State, where were you thinking that there would be a day where that you would watch a EC basketball game? I was like 16 years Mac? from now. I'm going to be in a room with that guy watching a game. I sure didn't think it. Nah, that was not on my uh, on my bingo card, so to speak. I hope he's like Jason Nichols when it comes to like a football watch party where he kind of breaks down things and you know what went wrong here, what went right. Uh, what should this team have done? I don't know. I could see him leaving in, in about 10 minutes after our antics. Uh, I'm <laughs> going to go, guys. I got something we're else. We're like doing do. a handshake, and as we're doing it, he's leaving. <laughs> like we're gonna, we're like, hey, where are you going? Uh, Coach Max is a good sport. He'll be, he'll be all right. I'm so excited about this watch party. I went back and watched uh, some that we have done in the past, including <laughs> the, uh, the one where uh, Dave Kasag and I yeah. knocks down the three we go crazy if you were just tuning in you're probably thinking man the pirates just what an exciting win for ecu no they covered 23 and a half we cut it to 22 <laughs> with like five seconds left. we were telling him not to shoot it no <laughs> no, no, no no don't do it and he buried it uh, uh let's see joey says he needs a salad Oh, man. Joey himself needs a salad? I don't, because last night I had one from Familia, mm. the uh, 
chicken caesar salad that thing was banging banging man Chad asking, are we wearing jerseys and shooting sleeves? Yeah, if I can find mine. I need to go make sure. Your jersey? You yeah. don't know where it's at? I mean, it's somewhere. Come on, man. I, I saw mine in the closet over the weekend, and I was like, hey, get ready. It's game day Thursday, baby. Well, I probably have it. Uh, Jamie's requesting you wear the Coach Mac tie. I know. I have a button-up. Wear the button-up in the, in the tie. And let and give the jersey to Coach Mack. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> let him raga Aaliyah. I don't think that's happening. Uh, Tyler wants to know: <laughs> Did you enjoy the liquid Christmas tree cake? Oh, <laughs> let's talk about that. Um, and it's funny because that was like one of the random topics of discussion last week on PRL. And uh, I, I noticed somebody had brought a fancy drink, and I'm always interested when a fancy drink is brought to the table. And I said, well, what is that? I usually don't drink drinks like this. And they were like, it's a – literally, it's called the Little Debbie Christmas Tree Cake Martini. And I was like, we have been, like, craving that all week long. Mm-hmm. Even had somebody bring five boxes of them. So yeah. I try it. You're not going to say who? Bo Bats. Bo Bo. Yeah. Um. Thank you, Bo Bats, for doing that. I think we're down to the last box. And by the way, if you want to save some money, uh, some great deals with the, the coupon book or the little coupon card, you can contact Bo Bats. He's still got some to sell. 714-5485. Uh, call Bobo directly, and he'll get one in your hands. Yeah, so the drink was delicious. I want to say they still have it going on um so go by there aj mcmurphy's and talking about salads earlier um the santa fe chicken salad at aj's is one of the best so the drink was good absolutely i had two of them really Uh uh-huh did it taste like a christmas tree cake yes really it it, it tasted like that and then if like if you if you thought maybe like now it kind of maybe tastes like snow cream like melted snow Uh cream it's it's really good what kind of alcohol is in it uh vodka I don't know what kind of vodka. Vodka. Can I get it uh, virgin? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe um, Maybe without the vodka. I guess if, I mean, sure. <laughs> okay, thank I you. I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe the vodka makes the drink. I don't know. You maybe. can just say yes. <laughs> or I don't know. I'll but, ask him next but time. But you I'm put there. a lot of thought into it. And I, well, I didn't it. want to tell you a lie. Thank you. Um... KC said, I'd rather the band play neck than eat a salad chant. Cringe. Eh. Uh, Both are cringe to me. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a big neck guy. Uh what is a Pittsburgh salad? I feel like I've heard that. I just can't tell you what it is. Tyler said, How about a Pittsburgh salad? Jerry says, Love the Pittsburgh salad. Oh, isn't that like uh French fries and stuff? I don't know. I have no idea. Pittsburgh salad fries. Okay, I thought it was fries. So it's like a salad with fries. <coughs> a layered salad composed of lettuce, vegetables, grilled meat, shredded cheese, ranch dressing, and fries. Fries? Okay, interesting. I but mean, I would eat. Yeah. 
but i mean look at me i don't know how much i like hot fries with cold lettuce i don't know that's a good point i don't know if i like that combo and maybe like the ranch too like i want my ranch to be pretty cold yeah well i mean you can still put cold ranch i mean i like i dip fries in the cold ranch i do i do too but there's something about the lettuce and uh in the mixture yeah texture yeah i don't know all right um also from over the weekend what's going on with the nfl it's the, every year's nuts but this one is more nuts have you looked at the afc standings i have not in fact i'm gonna be honest <clears throat> this is sad to say but i'm losing interest overall with the I, nfl i mean I, I will never completely lose interest but i've certainly lost some of the interest i had earlier in the year all right so baltimore's 10 and 3 game of the year nominee with the ravens and the rams yesterday ravens winning in overtime with a walk-off punt return which was awesome dolphins can tie the ravens with a win tonight they are nine and three and playing on monday night football against the titans the chiefs dropped to eight and five the jags dropped eight and five the browns improved to eight and five so you got three teams with eight wins there and then it gets super silly because you have six teams that are seven and six Steelers, Colts, Texans, Broncos, Bengals, Bills. And they're all vying for two playoff spots. So the next few weeks are going to be amazing in the (laughs) AFC. And are any of those teams good? I told you the Broncos were going to get hot. And they pretty much blanked the Chargers yesterday. Bills had a a must-win situation, and uh, they got it yesterday with some controversy against the chiefs although there wasn't much controversy there wasn't any yeah. i mean wh- how about patrick mahomes seeing a side of him that we've never seen before so <clears throat> i was <clears throat> gonna give him a pass because i thought yeah even though he was going after the officials he was upset at tony because this is not the first or second or third or fourth time a receiver has screwed him in these late game situations specifically tony but then like after the game he's talking about it and blaming the officials like blame your guy your guy did this just like your teammate mahomes has got to be frustrated he's done some amazing things in late games this year and his teammates have not helped him out so i part of me still thinks he's taking that frustration that he has on his teammates out on something else because he doesn't want to blame his teammates he's so frustrated that he's saying some crazy things like i saw that he said that that play or the play that never happened um it it took a toll on uh travis kelsey's (laughs) hall of fame yeah like what are you talking about i I think like how you're you're talking crazy man his anger has made him a wacko (laughs) it's like what are you talking about travis kelsey's not gonna get in the hall of fame now (laughs) because of that (laughs) Which was one of the all-time great NFL plays that Kelsey made I yesterday. Know. What a dime he threw to I know. Too. It was beautiful. It was like, and it was great form. But yeah, Mahomes lost it. And uh, the Chiefs, I don't know. Who They're do crumbling. You... They're crumbling. Yeah. Was it you that had the Ravens or Tony? 
let's see here uh, if you don't remember i guess it was tony tony like the ravens to win the super bowl when we had that super bowl discussion about a month ago uh, joey and i had the niners yeah you're looking at just like week 14 picks pretending like you're doing something <laughs> yeah well, hold on just a second <laughs> just look here and uh... right, do you yeah, remember when we had that discussion which one oh my god what what discussion <laughs> never mind never mind i was too mind. busy looking up all good all right nfc niners and cowboys how about the cowboys man putting it on the eagles last night 10 and 3 10 and 3 those two teams the lions have nine wins eagles uh, also 10 but then you've got the bucks at six and seven they beat the falcons yesterday uh, isn't but there's a three-way tie 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 falcons saints and bucks are all six and seven and a dreadful south mm. the vikings beat the raiders three to nothing there was our no touchdown game man dang it and you know what well the vikings almost had a no touchdown score game yeah when they played the the bears because I, I made a call to Virginia for uh, T.J. Hawkinson first touchdown, and he didn't, and I hit it, but he didn't hit it until like six minutes left in the fourth quarter. That whole game, I'm sitting there thinking, man, this could have been the game. But now the Vikings, a couple weeks later, are actually a part of a no touchdown score game. Yep, there it is, and uh, three to nothing. I hate I missed out on it. Rams, Packers, Packers uh, trying to win tonight to go to seven and six. They play the G-Men on monday night football surely they're playing the games at both times do you know what game we'll have yes because we could dictate which game we wanted to choose so Ah, guess what game we are airing tonight we're gonna have shirley's dolphins you are correct sir but i want packers giants well you know what you're not on this side of the glass where i can uh, schedule the uh, satellite so (laughs) but i want packers and giants you know what? You can catch the Giants anytime you want to on TV. I never get to watch the Dolphins what, on TV. What about Mike Mullis? What about Mully? He's a Packers fan. Yeah, we yeah, should. Yeah, well, we Mully's going to have to just deal. We should run the Packers-Giants game, Shirley. What? <laughs> I said we should run the Packers-Giants game. Yeah, well, you know, shoulda, woulda, coulda, but you ain't. <laughs> All right. Shirley, y'all are favored by two touchdowns tonight. Are they really? 14. Good God. And the uh, the Packers are six point favorites, six point road favorites. That's the great part about you know carrying these games on Monday nights. When you have a situation like this, where you have two games that start at the same time, it, you know you can dictate and choose which one you want to to air. So I am airing the Dolphins game. Oh boy! Are you going to listen to it on Pirate Radio? Yes. And not watch it on TV. Yes. <laughs> uh, Chad is requesting a moment of silence for Frank Wachek. Yeah, man. There you go. RIP to the former tight end. There goes Dyson. There are no flags on the field. Eric says, cold ranch. I feel like that would be given. What else is there? Warm ranch? there's room temperature ranch which is not very tasty mike p said there's only one reason the broncos are seven and six 
and he's a shark. <laughs> Jaquan McMillan. You would you, Malik Fleming, Jaquan McMillan. Mm. By the way, Malik Fleming declaring for the draft over the weekend. The NFL draft. For the draft. But Jaquan McMillan is making plays and making a name for himself. Tyler says Pat is a big crybaby. They get away with some BS all the time. Kenny says, Shirley, Cowboys in Miami got a big game in two weeks. We need to make a bet. Oh. Who said that? Kenny Curlins. Kenny Curlins. <laughs> Mr. Cowboy. Make a bet. What kind of bet are we talking here? That's, we'll, we'll, we'll help out with that. Okay. I, was, I love bets when I'm not involved in them. But where somebody else is. See, I just had this feeling that there will be some high level of embarrassment involved. Right. I'm not quite sure what this could entail. We'll figure it out. Ah, uh, man, I do not want to talk about fantasy. I, I've made one playoffs out of my three leagues. In the other two leagues, I lost four in a row and only needed to win one, and then the other one, five in a row. If I'd have just won one of those in the, those two leagues, I would have been in. So I blew it! Uh, Skip said, Chandler, you sound like Pee Wee Herman. Who hmm. said that? Skip? Skip. What the hell, Skip? Yeah, I don't hear that. I don't hear that at all. But I do hear that we need to take a break. Because coming up next... BB. BB. Brian Bailey. We'll talk about his Cowboys. We'll talk about the Pirates. We'll that talk about down. more. When we return, Pirate Radio Live on a Monday, we got a treasure chest to open up. And uh, we'll run 40 bowls in 14 days with Bailey as well. Break out that Boston tune. Because we have bowl games coming up this weekend. How about that? Take a break. Come back. More to go after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by carolina caliber eastern north carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years visit carolinacalibercompany.com to shop today now back to the show welcome back do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event we'll keep it local and print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswearenc.com the official sportswear provider of pirate radio now let's head back in to prl here's clip back with you pirate radio live saw a tweet from joe person earlier today said the panthers interim coach chris Tabor gave uh, the players off today <laughs> usually you get off uh, monday if you win hey guys y'all just take off in fact just take off the rest of the year <laughs> You know what? Just uh, turn your key cards in and put your shoulder pads uh, up and let's call it a season. I mean, this is definitely rock bottom since I've been a fan since 2011. I'm seeing people that have been a fan since 95. Yeah. Says this is 
downright rock bottom it is and the amount of people starting to say that the panthers are the worst run organization and the laughing stock of the league i mean it's very refreshing thanks for passing the torch you got it man you got it uh one team that is having success is the dallas cowboys how about them cowboys oh my goodness and brian bailey is a fan of those cowboys and he joins us here on pirate radio live bb good win for your guys last night yeah, it was a good win. And the Panthers have been taking Sundays off all year, so what's another day off? <laughs> well done. Well done, BB. Uh, Bailey, you've been saying it all year. Let's see if the Cowboys can win in January. Right now, it's about setting themselves uh, up for the best possible road to a Super Bowl. And you've still got the uh, the Niners there. Uh, with 10 wins, Cowboys and Eagles. So you do have uh, something to play for here down the stretch because home field is important. You, you said it multiple times today. You don't want to have to go to Philly. You don't have to want to have to go to San Fran. And look, you're going to be a favorite if you're in that situation against the NFC South champion, but it's still a road game, right? So something you got to get by. Yeah, same thing as last year. They went on the road and, and they won at Tampa Bay, but then they couldn't come back and uh, went on the road again, that, and that's tough. But the, the problem is they could go fourteen and three, and still end up on the road the whole playoffs because you know Philadelphia's done what Philadelphia's done. So uh, it's going to be difficult if Philadelphia wins out and Dallas wins out. Philadelphia wins it on a tiebreaker, but four games is a long time, and, and the Cowboys have a much tougher schedule. So I don't know, you know, how it's going to end up. But right now things are looking really, really good. They just got to win in January. It is a crazy year in the AFC. Just ran through it a moment ago. Baltimore with 10 wins. Miami can get to 10 with a win tonight. Uh, Chiefs losing. So Kansas City, Jacksonville, and Cleveland have eight wins. And then, Bailey, how about you've got six teams vying for the uh, the last two spots, and they all have seven wins each. Pittsburgh, Indy, Houston, Denver, Cincinnati, Buffalo. Uh, Going to set up for a, a crazy finish to the NFL season with all those teams trying to get into the playoffs. And, and every time you, you, get, you get ready to say, okay, this team's going to make a run, they're going to make the playoffs, and they lose. So, yeah, it's been crazy, especially on the AFC side, but uh, and some of the, the wackiness that went on yesterday, especially with the Chiefs game. I mean, it's 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 great theater each and every Sunday, that's for sure. Brian Bailey joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Uh, how about Pirate Football, Bailey? John David Baker introduced last Monday. The Pirates have brought in a new offensive line coach in Matt Maddox. Uh, still kind of waiting on the player side as the portal is open and offers are going out, but uh, haven't seen uh, any commits or anything like that yet, especially when it comes to a quarterback. So I know that's what uh, John David Baker, Mike Houston, and and, their, and all, the entire staff is focusing on right now. Yeah, it is, and you don't know whether you'll hear some of that, you know, before the national, the early national signing day, or whether some of that stuff's going to come out afterwards. But uh, it, it'll be interesting to see just how it comes out, when it comes out, and, and what it is when it does come out. I mean, you know, it, it's really bizarre all the people, that, I mean, all the players that are in the portal, and just you know, all of your options, and you know, it's you know, how do you make a match and. You know who? You know who are you recruiting? Because if you go after if you go after the wrong group and and you're up against you know power fives and you miss out on this one and this one, I mean it's it's really it's really a strange phenomenon when you think about it because you have to be careful about you know what you're trying to go after and you know when you make an offer, you know is this the, definitely the guy you want? If somebody else opens up, do you want that guy? I mean, 
I mean, it's it's confusing, but uh, it's an exciting time if you're a Pirate fan because obviously they've got to do a lot of things to get better quickly. Brian Bailey joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line, and uh, good news as of right now, Blake Harrell uh, still intact uh, with East Carolina. So it uh, doesn't mean it, it will always be that way. Uh, you've got the coaches' convention coming up, Bailey. What's that, in, uh, in January, I believe? Um, or, or later in December. So, uh, you know, coaches get together, you know, deals are made there. But as of right now, uh, that, that's that's a big priority too. Obviously, new offensive coordinator, quarterback, but also retaining Blake and, and that side of the ball. Yeah, and that's, that's you know, the, the everybody was talking about, we got to keep all the defensive players and retool on offense. And you start with that pirate defense with Blake Harrell because obviously he's done a great job. And, and that's when everybody was getting, you know, on Coach Houston all season long, you know, about, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Well, you know, he had a problem with his defense, you know, two, three years ago, and, and he went out to fix it, and he did. He fixed it. And I think he's got the same, you know, you can tell right so far with what he's done on offense with John David Baker and getting him in here. And I think that, you know, he's on the right track. Uh, some football news today, East Carolina and Boise State canceling their series, Bailey, and that's a long trip. Uh, was it one you were looking forward to making, or are you not upset with that trip being canceled? Um, a little bit of both. I love making trips to places I've never been to before. Uh, I've never been to Boise, but again, that's a long trip, and so it's not like it's you know totally disappointing. I would have been disappointed if, if we hadn't had a chance to go to BYU like we did. Yeah. Was it last year? And that was that was beautiful. That was unbelievable. But uh, but yeah, it's a little. I mean, yeah, you you want to go to different places, and uh, I'll be anxious to see what the Pirates are able to replace uh, that game with. Yeah, seen some replies that Coastal is open those years, and uh, I wouldn't mind that, a little home-and-home with the Chanticleers. Uh, Much like Boise, we beat them in a bowl game. Uh, Let's let's get them with a home-and-home here. Yeah, that's a great idea, and that's that's a great trip. Yeah, that's what we're missing right now with with the the conferences. That's what Terry Holland always said. The late Terry Holland was always about, hey, we got to have regionalized you know, games, and when once he figured out that he couldn't get that in a conference, and he went about it trying to get it in another way, and that's, you know, scheduling the Virginias and the Virginia Techs and, you know, teams like that, and I, th- I think that's what, you know, and, and, and I think John Gilbert does the same thing, trying to get App State and trying to get some old teams, you know, like that on the schedules, but that would be a good one, Coastal. Brian Bailey joining us, uh, switching to hoops, Brian, and, and from a scheduling standpoint, maybe people will disagree with me, but I would rather, and don't get me wrong, I want to win every game, but I'd rather lose to South Carolina by six and have a fun day in Menjis than beat Ferrum by 30. Uh, I got way more fun out of that day uh, on Saturday than I did when I saw East Carolina play Ferrum earlier this year. And again, I wish they'd have pulled it out at the end and all that, but that made for a fun day. It's always uh, good when you can get a quality opponent in Menjis and, and have a crowd show up. Yeah, and it was. And I agree with you 100% because that's that's what college basketball is about. I think Coach Schwartz would agree with you as well because he wants to see Minji's, you know, jumping like that. It's a great atmosphere whenever there's a good crowd in there, which there was on Saturday. It was outstanding. It was a high-level college basketball game. I mean, you know, both teams played played pretty well. And, you know, South Carolina just made the plays at the end. But it was one of those, you know, it was just a fun game to watch. You know, Ezra gets in foul trouble early, and that kind of took him out of the – the mix for a little bit, and then uh, you know they were able to bounce back and stay right in it, and, and really had a chance down the stretch, and just couldn't come through. 
and uh, I took my daughter Lily, and she is not a sports fan, doesn't really care. She had a blast, and the first thing she told my wife when we got home, Bailey, was I could do a better job refing than those guys. And man, I, I about cried. I was so proud of her for being a true pirate fan in that moment. And I'm sure she could. <laughs> I mean, it's it's really sometimes it's sometimes it's baffling. I know. I don't get it. Balls that are made. You just. You, you look at and you say, did I see that right? Did I see, you know, and granted, we're sitting in the stands. Some of us are sitting up high, and but still, I mean, you see what you see, and, and sometimes there's, there's block charges. I mean, mm. it's I'm telling you, half the time the block charge, they could flip a coin and, and go either way because they don't know. They just don't tell Ramey Steins I said that, but I think that they uh, <laughs> they just flip a coin sometimes and guess about it. Very, very frustrating, but uh, still, East Carolina should have, you know, they, they had a chance to win it. Had the ball late with opportunities to uh, to pull that one out, just could not do it. And uh, they fall, and now they got to get right back up because another SEC opponent coming up, this time neutral site Florida, coming up on Thursday. We'll see if uh, these guys can bounce back. Yeah, that'll be good, too, because uh, that's a, a neutral site game. Lakewood, Florida, I believe, the Florida tip-off. And um, as Coach Schwartz was telling me that, Florida tries to play, you know, three or four games in different sites around the state of Florida as far because, you know, they, they want to recruit the entire state. And so they try to play some of these, these games in the you know, non-conference part of the season, different parts of, of the state just to, you know, to showcase their team. And they invite all the teams down there for that. So that's why he's gone and got down there. Gators six and three. Their losses have been to Virginia, Baylor, and Wake Forest. So they've lost to quality opponents. They beat Florida State by 30 uh, earlier this year. Uh, just picked up a win over Richmond. So uh, pretty good team and will be a good test for East Carolina coming up on Thursday night. All right. Uh, bowl games coming up this Saturday. Shirley, can we get the, uh, the Brian Bailey version of 40 bowls in 14 days, the Boston version? 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days, 14 days, 40 bowls in 14 days, oh my goodness, 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days, 14 days, 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days. Forty bulls in fourteen 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 days. Forty bulls in what do you love, Bailey? If you went to a Boston concert and they brought me on stage to perform this song, that's that Boston back a long, long time, <laughs> long way. Bailey, your game is the Myrtle Beach Bowl. You ever had fun down in Myrtle Beach? Well, I was going to say, it's been such a long time since I've heard something that bad. Long time, obviously, since one of the Boston hits. You don't have to explain your joke. Just say the joke. Uh, well, because most people wouldn't have gotten it if I hadn't explained it. And it wasn't a very good joke. But uh, a, lot of, a lot of foreplay going on with this uh, segment here. Ah, I like that. All right. Uh, Bailey, Myrtle Beach Bowl. Georgia Southern versus Ohio. ECU played Ohio in a bowl game. Uh, years ago this one's in conway south carolina saturday december 16th 11 a.m early start you're gonna go with georgia southern or ohio 
I'll go with Georgia Southern. All right. Bailey taking Georgia Southern. All right, BB, what is on the uh, sports docket for you folks at WNCT this week? Well, uh, you know, it's one of those quiet times where you've got exams going on, not a lot going on as far as, you know, college basketball goes. Uh, everybody's pretty much taking off. You know, Pirates don't play until Thursday. So it's just kind of one of those quiet, quiet times. High school basketball is kind of, you know, they've got some games, but the schedule kind of lessens as you get closer to the holiday tournaments uh, around the you know actual holidays. So it's just kind of a quiet week this week. All right. Well, I hope you enjoy that quiet week. Uh, great edition of the Brian Bailey Show earlier today. Talked to Larry Williford, head coach at Farmville Central, and talked some ECU women's basketball with Kim McNeil. Quiet time for them, too, Bailey, as they uh, get a little break here. Yeah, they've had a week off, and they've got another week off. They play again Monday when uh, I think George Mason comes to town. So uh, Kim's really nice to talk to and really enjoyed it. And uh, I thought it was a really good show. And we've got Sammy Batten next week to get you ready for signing day, the next Wednesday. Talk some crudin' uh, with Sammy Batten coming up on Monday's edition of the Brian Bailey Show next week. Bailey, thanks for joining us, man. We will see you soon. Sounds good. Thanks. All right. There is BB, Brian Bailey, joining us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Looking at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. Um, I'm going to make a statement here, Chandler. Do you want me to make a statement? Sure. Go ahead. All right. The, the Hornets have won one game, Horn. one game in a row. Sweet. If they win tonight, they'll make it two in a row. Okay. And they'll make it three out of the last five so what i'm saying is if they win tonight i'm gonna halfway get back on board okay halfway is better than not getting back on board at all they play the heat if you look at the players to watch graphic Uh-oh. it's got terry rogier oh terry terry and emo jimmy butler because that is his <laughs> media picture <laughs> and it's funny to look at every time every time uh heat at hornets coming up tonight seven o'clock is uh the martin twins are they good after the injury after the injury they suffered because of you <laughs> and your slap to the elbow your uh the roughness you showed and during that app state game hey hey are y'all the martin twins will we ever beat app state again in football um i'm gonna go off a limb and say yes all right good i'm back in on ecu football as well I'm trying to get oh, you're full on back in like not even halfway back in i need to get back in on something because i'm out on the commanders i'm out on the hornets apparently the canes are having a struggling season this year too i don't start following them until the calendar flips i don't really have anything right now so i need something otani's a dodger what does an ecu win thursday night do for you in ecu basketball uh that'd be huge it'd be huge um i'm excited i think uh i I think this team can win any game and they have shown they can also lose any game so like night to night uh, i'll be looking forward to pirate basketball Uh, it's a shame that you lose to upstate and downstate and northeastern northeast state and all those states but georgia makes about 22 but guess what folks that's what ECU this basketball is. This is ECU basketball we're talking about. Yeah. I had no inkling that it would be different. I had hope that it might be different, but no, it's the same old thing. It, it's, But I still enjoy it. 
and i still think we can win thursday night there's so many times man man where i'm at a basketball game and i'm running around getting pictures videos whatever and a big play happens and i just look i just love to look at you in section 213 and usually you have the biggest smile on your face yeah and you really are into the game and enjoying it and you truly love ecu basketball i do it just warms my heart i wish it i wish it could be successful there's nothing i want more you will be rewarded one day i'd rather see the pirates in the final four than i would in the college football playoff okay understandable i'd rather see the pirates in the final four more than ecu and omaha wow okay don't tell cliff guy when i said that when he joins us tomorrow on pirate radio live at five o'clock but that's what i that's my thing that's what i want the most basketball success final four this this town would go crazy yeah downtown would be insane i'm i'm still waiting for that kind of like that franklin street type deal where like fifth street is just flooded with students and people burning a couch right there smack dab in the uh, middle of fifth street and cotanch like that that's going to be a beautiful sight one day and i can't wait to experience it all right cl says hornets 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 guaranteed 10 seed play in <laughs> how are you, you get, get and lose by 40 that's definitely not a guarantee at this point or close to it um eric said if these hornets were the insects in the movie my girl macaulay culkin would still be alive <laughs> that's a nice reference and joke good joke structure there eric very impressive tyler said chan needs to pay attention to the game and not clip i agree do your job i am paying attention to the game but for a split second can i got not look at my good friend clip brock and see the joy the joy that he has on his face which brings me joy and then i can watch the game again it only takes like two seconds chad said anybody gonna watch monday night raw with the two monday night games tonight i don't know is anything good gonna happen uh, see for me talk? it's more like monday night no <laughs> rim shot please i could see myself not watching raw or either of the monday night games i've been trying to watch monk lately because i was a huge fan of psych and i'm trying to trying to find some good crime shows monk like the old uh yeah detective show yes. on usa yeah i never i, love I never show. got into that you did i love that show really yes you never watched psych Nah. so that's my affair i i think you'd really like that like monk is something my grandma watched and i would just go in there huh okay and, and watch it with her adrian yeah all right i didn't know you were a monkster oh yeah our me and my grandma's favorite episode is the one where it's the game show have you seen that one if you if you i'm like season one episode three. Oh, okay well you definitely haven't seen it yeah. that's, that's our favorite one okay chad's asking have i watched suits nah i hadn't i hadn't got into that one i watched uh white collar on usa but uh did not get into suits let's take a break when we return 
Jason Nichols will join us. Oh, Tyler Fargo is great. I've watched every episode of the new season. Really enjoying it. We've got another uh, 40 bowls in 14 days. We've got the treasure chest and a lot of football talk with Jason Nichols when we return on Pirate Radio Live on a Monday after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. At Carolina Caliber, they have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. They will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960, on Fire Tower Road in Winterville and at carolinacalibercompany.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Everybody in the chat talking about old Charlotte Hornets. Ryan says Robert Paris, Joe Wolf, Kenny Gaddison, Larry and Muggsy, so uh, all the old names. I've seen Kelly Trapuca, of course Muggsy, um, Hornets and Heat coming up tonight. I have a Larry Trapuca bobblehead from a game I went to years ago. What a prized possession that is. Uh, Jason Nichols joining us in the Pirate Radio studios. Jason, how you doing, man? Good. Cliff, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. You're... Uh, Man, what happened to the Falcons yesterday? Had it up until late. I know, man. I, you know, we we find a way to lose games at Atlanta right now. Three-way tie in the South between the Bucks, Falcons, and Saints. Yep, and we're going to get stuck probably playing somebody like the Cowboys, the yeah. Eagles, and we're going to get killed. <laughs> so whoever, whoever wins it, do you think it's going to be a short stay in the playoffs? It will be a temporary stay in the playoffs <laughs> for sure. I was talking about some of the games yesterday. Didn't mention the Bears beating the Lions and an impressive win by Justin Fields and company. And I guess on the flip side of that, disappointing loss for the Lions who – I thought, and I tried to put them up there with San Fran, Dallas, and Philly as the best in the NFC, but I I, I don't think you can do that. I, I don't. I think I'm taking them out and saying, all right, show me something. Uh, right now, Green Bay playing tonight, trying to pick up win number seven. They are still alive in that North. So I think the Lions will win the North. I think they can they can win a game in the playoffs, but uh, they're maybe coming back down to earth a little bit. Still a little bit of those old Lions that show through, you know, like you for sure say, okay, they're going to win and they're going to beat the Bears. But, you know, I I think that is a a testament to the league, to the NFL, that, you know, on any given Sunday, I know everybody hears that slogan, but it's true. You can be beat if you do not show up and play well. Yeah. Uh, What did you think of the 
controversy but i don't think there is much controversy but the end of that bills chiefs game <laughs> yeah speaking of showing it right now <laughs> no doubt uh you know what man that's a fundamental error i mean you know um you go back and you know one of the first things you ever taught when you're playing receiver check with that referee tell him whether i'm on or i'm off you know that's just a simple signal and, and he'll tell you whether you're on or whether you're off and you, you know that's that's one of the first things you do every play um and so, but I, you go back and you look at that young man, and I heard some things about him. It, it really comes back to who he is. I mean, who was it? The Giants gave up on him. He was the first round. Very early, pick. yeah. Gave up on him in 23 games because of inconsistencies like this. And when you're playing in the NFL, I mean, you, you know, you're on a losing season or something, man. That, that kid gets you truly fired with how he does things. You know what I'm saying? And right there, he's, he's complaining. Like, I didn't get the ball, you know. And then he ended up almost making a play uh, to help those guys win the game. But, you know, Clip, it's hard to win with guys who don't do what they need to do on and off the field. And that's overlooked a lot of times in, in sports because guys only see the talent. But talent by itself will get you beat if it's not disciplined, uh, if it's not structured and all those good things. And, and that kid right there lacks structure in his life. I bet his life is, a, you know, you go back and you peel uh, the onion on him. It's probably a lot of stuff that goes on with that kid. He's uh, kind of burned him before this year, too, with plays. But how about Mahomes going crazy at the end of the game? And, I, and he was going after the ref, and I was going to give him a, a pass because I felt like he was probably frustrated at his teammate and was taking it out on the ref. But even after the game and postgame, he's still talking about it. Uh, he's got to be frustrated because his teammates have let him down late in these games with drops and things like that. I, I wonder if part of that part of that frustration is going towards Tony. I'm, I'm pretty sure that initial part of that is definitely going at Tony yeah. because he says something like you you learn that in elementary school and that is true I mean that's one of the first things you learn when you try to play receiver is how to line up and talk to the ref yeah. on and I'm off but um, but at the end of the day I mean you know uh, the ref made the right call yeah. I, I don't know could he have sat on that penalty he surely could have there's other things in games that you say you know they could have thrown a flag on it they didn't and to you know typically when you throw the flag you don't know that that play is going to be a, a big play you're just doing your job it just so happened on that play it turned into a potential game winning touchdown but um like I said, it's just, you know, it's, it's a deal where a player has not necessarily locked in to do his job the right way. Yeah, uh, we have seen examples of calls, you know, go the wrong way. And we sit here and we talk about them all day, Monday and Tuesday before we move on to the next week. And I don't maybe Mahomes thought he could get a national conversation going about how bad that call was. But I don't think that's happening today. I think they said, hey, that one they got right. We could. <laughs> there's been plenty of calls to talk about. That's not one of them. No, you know? no doubt, no doubt. I mean, you, matter of fact, they were they benefited from a call like that in in the uh, playoffs. So, uh, in the uh, was that the championship game or yeah, I think it was the championship game or whatnot. So, uh, it goes your way sometimes, and sometimes it doesn't. And in, and in that particular case, it did not go their way. And you gotta if you fix the little thing, that's not even an issue. Tell the yeah. guy to line up right. Right. Uh, also yesterday, uh, new quarterbacks and old quarterbacks winning games. You got Browning from Cincinnati who wins again, and all of a sudden the Bengals are a, a factor again. They're 7-6. and six. And how about old Joe Flacco? 
throwing for 300 yards and uh, three touchdowns in the Browns win over the Jaguars. And the Browns lost Nick Chubb early in the year. They lose to Sean Watson. Uh, they still find ways to get it done. They are eight and five, Jason. <laughs> that, that's why I do not bet on the NFL. Yeah, <laughs> figure know? it out. It's tough to know what you know. Those guys are all professionals, and you know, a lot of times quarterbacks get a lot of the blame and why you can't win. But here's a guy that's come in and uh, actually seems like he's kind of taking the leadership role from what I've heard in, in the post game uh, discussions or whatnot. And um, he leads that team to a big-time win. So, uh, you know, hats off to him. You know, people had that had left him to die, and he came out and proved that he still got some football left in him. Game of the day, one of the games of the year so far, Baltimore beats the uh, Los Angeles in overtime with a punt return touchdown, walk-off touchdown. Lamar Jackson, 316 through the air, 70 rushing yards, so almost 400 yards for Lamar, three touchdowns. Keaton Mitchell, nine carries, 54 yards for the former pirate had a catch for eight yards and the ravens looking like uh potentially and we say this and it changes every week but potentially the team to beat over on the afc side yeah i mean the only other team that she, that i've seen that i've watched um that probably comes close to those guys is kansas city right and it's only off based off their history because right now Kansas City, you know, the whole reason why Mahomes is frustrated is because they don't have receivers that that's reliable. No. And so, uh, other than that, I, I think that is one thing Lamar has around him this year that he hasn't had over the course of his career is playmakers on the outside that can truly make a play for him, you know? And uh, if you're an ECU fan that said, you know, no college uh, other than Army Navy, I'm going to watch some NFL. Hopefully your game you watched uh, wasn't the Vikings and Raiders. You were having flashbacks (laughs) to some rough offenses. Um, Nick Mullins uh, for Minnesota threw for 83 yards. Uh, Aiden O'Connell, 171 interception. Uh, Just nothing doing for the Vikings and the Raiders. The Vikings win it in overtime or in the fourth quarter with a, uh, a field goal. And uh, end up winning three to nothing in an NFL game. Just unheard of. And it's hard to do. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ugly one there. But uh, Monday night doubleheader coming up tonight. You can hear the Dolphins and Titans right here on Pirate Radio. Also, the Packers getting back in the playoff mix, taking on the Giants coming up tonight. Jordan Love uh, playing well. Jordan Love is is starting to turn the corner. I mean, that's why you can't just throw quarterbacks out so quickly. Right. You know, because this kid, I mean, early on in the year, they they were ready to go ahead and get rid of him is what it sounded like. But he's kind of found his his way right now. And the coaches obviously are doing a much better job of probably playing to his strength and letting him go out there and and do the things that he's done that's made him the way, you know, made him a first-round draft pick. So uh, good for him. Uh, Chandler, I'll bring you in on this one, too. So, Jason, what do you say about Bryce Young when you talk about not wanting to throw quarterbacks away too quickly? Now, he has been in a mess. They've already fired the coach and uh, some offensive assistants and things like that. But yesterday, he's 13 of 36 for 137 yards and just uh, not getting it done. So, obviously, you're going to give him more time. But yes. you know, I, I would say you got to give that kid more time too. I mean, it, the whole situation is a disaster right now, right? I mean, you fired a coach, a first year coach, in the middle of the season. 
Uh, you, like you said, you let you fire some assistant coaches down there. I mean, it is just a a, a terrible situation to go into as a first year quarterback. Typically, when you are a first round draft pick like a quarterback, you're going into a bad situation. But th- this here is, is is as bad as it probably gets for a first year guy. So uh, you got to definitely put more talent around him. But more than that, you got to put somebody around him who can truly evaluate what he's good at. I know what we saw in college. He can make plays and stuff. That changes a little bit when you get into the NFL because everybody's bigger, taller, stronger, faster, and all that good stuff. But play to his strengths and and uh, get playmakers around him. And it starts with the O-line, too. Those playmakers are O-line, and that can protect them. Chandler, I watched Red Zone yesterday. The only thing I saw him doing well was running the football. Had some good runs. but Well, he's always doing that. I, I get that. You know you're you're going to struggle, but you do want to see some signs of something. Are you seeing any signs? I've seen. Brian? I have seen flashes. I've told people that there's been times this year where he's made a play, and I know. I, just thinking uh, the Saints game the uh, second week, there was a play that he made in Miami. There's some other ones where I sat there and thought that's why we got him at number one. And I, like the, just the plays he made, going through his progressions, uh, making making time for himself in the pocket. Um, and, and putting the ball where it needs to be. and But it's just been so inconsistent. I mean, it's been consistently bad up front. I mean, he has no time to do anything, man. He has no time to sit back, do anything, and it's really – like, he made a throw yesterday. Missed a throw. Domingo. Oh, yeah. Wide open. Yeah. And if you look at the film, if you look at, you know, his, the way he was in the pocket, he's freaking out. I mean, he's his, his feet are like – Everywhere, yeah. where at the beginning of the season it wasn't like that. But I, I, if you're in, under constant duress and you're you've been sacked over forty times this year, it's going to play with his mental. So, we talked about that a, during the season. Well, it's a shame that that's what this young man's doing right now. Well, and what that does is it does it it ruins that kid. And and because I, you know what, that's hard to do. You know, I played quarterback in high school, right? So I've been in that pocket. And let me tell you, when you get hit, when you don't know it's coming, it's not a fun feeling. So imagine getting hit by NFL guys yeah. who's who's coming in there and hitting you and sacking you. I mean, it, it starts messing with them in the pocket. And like Clip said, we talked about that a little bit this year with East Carolina football. But quarter, more quarterbacks get ruined than what become stars because of things like that. They go into bad situations. So no matter where he goes, that's going to be an issue that's going to have to be broken to stay in that pocket and trust your own line. And it's, it's going to take a lot of work to get him to, to to feel that way again. Which he was used to when he was at Alabama. He was protected at Alabama. <laughs> you look at every single one yeah. of the game. I mean, he has all day to throw. He's clean. He's not – I mean, and this is a total – you know, but this is night and day between what he was experiencing in Alabama. And he comes to the Panthers, and every single snap he's sitting there thinking, all right, is it going to be on the blind side or is it going to come on this side? So guess what he starts doing? Instead of watching what's going on with the receivers, guess what he starts watching? The rush. Uh, yep. And so now when that guy pops open and I need to put it on time, I'm late and I'm off because I'm worried about the rush than what more so than I am worried about what's developing over there uh, with my uh, receivers and stuff in the passing game. If he's putting up the numbers that he is right now with a great, even a decent offensive line then and maybe worried. a weapon, then I'm worried. And Then, then I'm sitting there thinking, all right, Man, do we make the right choice? Yeah, I'm not, and I'm not saying he is a bust, and I'm definitely not saying he is a bust. Yeah, but we we got to be able to judge him off of a better system. situation. No yeah. doubt, no doubt. I totally agree. What are they? Uh, you heard any? Are there any talk about what they're going to do with the coaching vacancy? 
Or is no, it too early? I, I saw a tweet the other day that Jim Harbaugh was in Charlotte, but it was because he was recruiting. Yeah. Um, oh, don't think that couldn't parlay in the summer. Look, I, hey, I, I mean, obviously that's why the reporter tweeted it out. He was in Charlotte. Um, and they they said he was in there recruiting somebody. They are, uh, and, and then also uh, obviously uh, his relationship with Biff Pogey. So, but it's a coincidence because yeah. I mean he is like either one or two uh, top two favorite to get the coaching job in Carolina. Well, it is. I think they are recruiting a receiver or something, big time playmaker down the area, oh, quarterback, quarterback. If I'm not mistaken, out of Charlotte. And look, and I obviously I want to try to reach back out to Steve Wilkes. The question is, is does he take the job? Sure. And, you know, I don't know. And if they some, offer it, he, he'll take it. Yeah. So, it's, and somebody asked about, like, does anyone want this job? I was going to so, ask Jason about that. So, like, with Snyder in Washington, that always worried me. Now, Snyder had a, you know, the infinity, infinity amount of money and money talks, but – it, what Chandler was bringing up there, Jason, does does an owner get a reputation where and a situation where you don't want to go in there? He just fired two coaches in the middle of the season. So uh, guys can't be beating down the door to go in there, but everybody's got an ego and says, well, I'm different than those guys. I can do this. So what, what do you think about that? Man, somebody will run there with their pants on fire. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. Because one, it's an opportunity that a lot of people don't get. You know, it's, I mean, what is it, 32 teams in the NFL? Yeah. So it's only 32 head coaches. And so uh, with with that, it, it's, it will be a group of guys that want that first opportunity. There, there's going to be certain guys that's going to be picky and choosy because they've done enough right now, like the boy up in Detroit. But I promise you, if they keep doing what he's doing right now in Detroit, he'll run to Charlotte because he's going to say, I better get in there before I, I, you know, my fire cools off. But uh, too many guys uh, will run to that job because if they fire you in the NFL midway during the first season, you sign a, what, five-year, six-year deal? Well, man, you, you're just going to go home and collect checks and you know so that's the downside of it getting paid to do nothing <laughs> that's the, yeah. that, that, the downside for it you know the fans but for him he's gonna well i guess you're being funny with that you're right yeah so yeah. worst case scenario worst case scenario yeah. yeah i got sunday off and i got unlimited amount of money so. i can go wherever i want to go in the, in, in the uh, world right now yeah. so uh, yeah it'll, it'll be a lot of guys and, and they'll get quality guys and i think that we've talked about this before is that having Bryce Young as your quarterback could be attractive to, to people to especially go in there and change and, and, and get him on the uh, uh, on the rise here in the league? Well, that that's typically the biggest reason why guys do or do not take NFL jobs. Is there a quarterback there that I can work with? If there's not a quarterback there, they typically try to shy away from that situation because I don't care how great of a coach you are, if you do not have a trigger man that can help you win games – You'll, you'll get fired in a couple of years. That's why every year when we have these openings, you always see these lists, and we were ranking the, the, the best jobs available, and you say, all right, well, who do they have a quarterback? Which is why if and when Ron Rivera is fired, I think we can have somebody that is, will be excited to work with Sam Howe. If they're not, they're excited. They're going to have a top five draft pick and can draft their own guy. So that'll be an interest, that that will be a good situation. For yeah, someone. I feel like it. Yeah, one one way or the other. All right, um, I tell you what, we've got a packed treasure chest and we need to empty it out. So what we're going to do now is open it up, Shirley Rhodes, and make somebody a winner. We're going to do caller twelve at three one seven twelve fifty. We'll let you know the prizes that have been won. We'll run down the prizes 
that are still available and we'll talk to our winner and uh, make them happy on this Monday. 317-1250. We'll do caller number 12 right now. Shirley Rhodes will get you on the phone and get you on the show and we'll give you your prize when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine has been caring for Pirate Nation and the student-athletes at East Carolina University for more than 35 years and are the official team physicians for ECU. Orthopedics East provides a variety of general and specialized operative and non-operative orthopedic services to meet the needs of the patients of Eastern North Carolina. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Hi, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. On a Monday, it is treasure chest season. We're here with you all week this week, and we'll be with you Monday through Thursday next week, emptying and emptying out this treasure chest. And we've already had Susan Deans win the $200 gift card from Baltic Sug Furniture. Eric Mazell won the gift card facial and skin care box from Beauty Bar Medi Spa. Josh Thomas won a $100 gift card to Fleet Feet. John Caton won a $100 gift card to Shimmer. Steve Hill won the gift basket from The Buck with the gift cards and the NFL jersey. Dickie Steffens won the basketball tickets to ECU Memphis and a prize package from David Price Construction. So we have uh, had a few winners and we got a lot more to go. And Shirley Rhodes, who was caller number 12 today? Mike Ward. Mike Ward. What's up, Mike? How you doing? Hey, man. I like your enthusiasm. Or was that a dog barking? I couldn't tell. <laughs> Both. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, Mike, uh, tell us about yourself. What do we need to know about you? I know a few things about you, but what would you like for people to know about you? Clip, been here since the beginning, uh, since you did one phone call for everything in, in the uh, treasure chest. That was back before my time. That Jason, they used to have this whole chest and have one winner win it all. <laughs> and we're like, man, maybe we should break this thing up a little bit. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't won more than I have, but certainly glad to be back through again. Uh, love what you guys do. Appreciate the fifth quarter. Uh, I'm waiting for you guys to start a, a third half and a tenth inning calling show. Uh, do I need to talk to Troy about that? Uh, whoever shows me the money, I will do it, Mike. <laughs> I will be right here. I don't know. I, I would have been pretty brutal to come in on Saturday after that ECU South Carolina loss. I was happy just to go on home actually after that one. But uh, I understand. I wouldn't do that to you, but certainly appreciate what you and Shirley and, and Jason you coming on board. What you guys do, uh, always fun to listen. How about Chandler? Uh, Chandler's okay too. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jason, another thing you should know about Mike, he is a uh, diehard Mets fan. Oh, yeah. sorry for you, man. <laughs> man I, Jason, I've gone from Mets to ECU football to <laughs> Panthers football. So it's kind of a miserable sports life for me, right? Yikes. Now. Man, that is. You come on over to the Brave side, man. You know, we'll dust you off and get you cleaned up. Uh, 
Jason. Everybody's got their faults. It's okay. <laughs> hey, well, we're going to brighten your spirits today with a prize out of the treasure chest, Mike. How about that? Absolutely. I can't. I can't lose there. There you go. All right, Shirley, you want to run down the prizes with me real quick? Sure. All right, get it started. A pirate welcome sign and a $50 gift card from UBE. $100 straight cash, homie, from Sparky Snowballs. $100 gift card to Chico's. A Bud Light umbrella, tailgate chair, Bud Light dartboard, and two cases of Bud Light from Carolina Eagle Distributing. $100 gift card from the Holistic Company. $200 gift card from Shenandoah Graphics and Framing. Budweiser Mirror, Bush Light Neon, Bojangles Hard Sweet Tea Neon, and two cases of Bud Light from Carolina Eagle Distributing. $100 gift card to Jersey Mike's. Twisted Tea Patio Umbrella, Cooler, and Prizes packaged from the Boston Beer Company. And $50 gift card to Aiden Golf and Country Club and Farm Bureau Golf Swag package from Brandon Manning. Mike, anything in particular you are looking for? Well, I just mentioned I was a Carolina Panthers fan, so why not something from Carolina Eagle Distributing? All right, there you go. Uh, Who's picking the prize today? Uh, Jason can pick it today. All right, we'll have uh, Jay Nick pick your prize out of the treasure chest. We'll have Chandler run that in here right now. And Mike Ward about to be a big winner here on Pirate Radio Live. All right. I'm feeling another two for Tuesday tomorrow, by the way. Two for Tuesday. But one big winner today, and that big winner is Mike Ward. And Jason, what has he won? He has won $100 cash, homie, (laughs) from Sparky Snowballs. You can't beat cash, Mike. Straight cash, homie. The dog went back and went to sleep, so I can't get in the bark for me. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. Cold, hard cash from Mike Ward. Uh, that's good for what ails you. All right, Mike. Uh, Ellerby will give you a call, let you know how to claim your prize, and uh, we will be talking to you soon, man. Awesome. Sounds good. Clip, Jason, Shirley, even Chandler. Thank you guys for everything you do. Certainly do appreciate it. Thank you, man. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for being with us all these years. Mike Ward. Uh longevity paying off for mike as he is a winner in today's treasure chest um all right we got to open 40 bowls in 14 days uh we'll do that in a moment let's take another look at the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by the buck the buck uh you've got a couple of monday night football games tonight titans at dolphins and packers at giants in the nba slate uh hornets in action coming up tonight against the miami heat and uh starting to get into that that basketball uh time of year jason which i'm down for i will admit i missed my my football all day on on saturday uh but time to move on uh to hoops and coming up tonight top 25 action only one team in the top 25 in action tonight gonzaga taking on zero and nine mississippi valley state and gonzaga is a 40 point favorite in that game so maybe not a good night to watch college hoops not at all that's gonna be a murder yeah uh try try another night there but uh jason are you uh do you get into hoops at all or do you kind of get in march i I watch it i'm I'm definitely locked in come march madness but right now it's 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 a fill me out situation there's certain games i probably peek at but uh i'm not a diehard by any means yeah uh nba in-season tournament uh championship has come and gone and uh chandler you were not really into that right never really got into it I didn't either, because our team I, wasn't in it. I did watch, I did watch the championship Saturday. Yeah, on the funky court. Yes, I, I think it was neat. Like it felt like, I don't know if it was manufactured excitement, but I'd watch some of these games uh, before they went to the neutral site, and the home crowds were great and people were into it. Uh, anytime you 
you know float a little more money in front of the players they're going to play a little harder so uh anything to make these regular season games more interesting is a good thing and i think they did that this year i guess yeah i thought so too Five hundred thousand for uh, additional cash, or I guess it's not cash; it's going to be tax. But you know that won't hurt your uh, banking account. Also, saw LeBron's son made his debut with USC yesterday, and uh, had a chase down block just like his dad's had in the in his career. And unfortunately for him, they lost that game. Long Beach State, who uh, beat us in baseball last year. Long Beach State, yeah, uh, beat USC yesterday in Bronny James's debut also saw the U Chandler I guess we we'll jump on them in March right yeah. but they got beat by 27 yesterday by Colorado see that's not going to that's not going to help my excitement for them come March <laughs> well <laughs> even though the first year I started you know supporting them um they were not they were like kind of mediocre yeah and they almost they made it to the championship like to the semifinals on yeah. yeah of the ACC <laughs> Uh, we have a soft spot for Miami when it well, comes to March. Why is that? Uh, because one like Monday or Tuesday afternoon, first day of the ACC tournament, Chandler and I were like, "Hey, we need to." Day ba- it was day basketball. It was like at one o'clock. Yeah, we o'clock. had nothing going on. We we're like, "We need to back one of these teams. Let's take Miami," and they won. And then we found ourselves twenty four hours later sitting around like, "Well, Miami's about to play again. You want to do it again?" boom did like it again three or four days in a row yeah uh i think they won three and then lost uh but covered in the semis so we kept making that trip to virginia and taking <laughs> miami and um, then the next year i took them as a future to win the acc championship and they lost in the championship in the championship to virginia wow. tech yes so and like uh, plus 800 <laughs> you just start to ride a team and uh and we had some fun with it so I got you. we'll see what happens uh this next time all right let's take a break when we return we'll open up 40 bowls in 14 days with jason nichols talk some college football and more pirate radio live rolls on on a monday after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 36 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club or visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. And the Buccaneer Music Hall has all the fun for your Sunday fun day covered. Every Sunday, kick off the day at the Buck with the largest 4K screen in Greenville along with 18 TVs so you don't miss a game. They have mimosa specials, a Bloody Mary menu, and pizza all day from Pizza Hut. And don't forget the weekly jersey giveaway starting at 5 o'clock. Score every Sunday at the Buck. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Congratulations to Mike Ward. He is our big winner today in the treasure chest. We'll open it up twice coming up on a Tuesday. We'll do a two for Tuesday here on Pirate Radio Live. Jason Nichols here in the Pirate Radio studios. Uh, kind of dust settling from the college football regular season. Um, some teams, though, there, there's no dust settling. I've, I've seen quarterbacks already on the move, committing and uh, joining new teams. Jason, the Pirates still waiting to see 
what happens at their quarterback position right now. But uh, seeing that the Boise State uh, quarterback went to Arkansas and uh, you've got other guys moving around. So the, the dominoes are falling right now all around us. <laughs> this is like a, um, an unprecedented deal, right? I mean, because even last year, I don't know if it was as bad as what I've seen right now. And uh, it's only going to get worse because the other thing is all these quarterbacks that's leaving all these schools obviously aren't, you know, they're not playing at the previous school that they just left and they're not going to uh, play where they're heading to. So uh, it's, it's a, uh, it's a frustrating thing because now you got to go play with somebody who hadn't played probably all year, or if they did, they played a little bit. And, and uh, so it changes the whole dynamics of a bowl game because the team that you may face may be totally different than what you saw on film. So this is pretty interesting. This is on three uh, dot com, their transfer portal, and they have quarterbacks who uh, have already moved and, and some that are still undecided. So Dylan Gabriel going from Oklahoma to Oregon, Riley Leonard, and I saw a lot of people speculated this one right away from Duke to Notre Dame, Sam Hartman leaving. Yep. Uh, Will Howard goes from K State to USC, Cam Ward from Washington State to Miami. Kyle McCord, I didn't see this one, uh, leaving Ohio State uh, to go to Nebraska. DJ, um, anybody want to try the last name? Former Clemson quarterback that was at Oregon State? Ugalele. Huh? Ugalele. Ugalele? Okay. DJ Ugalele. Uh, this is interesting, Jason. He's got a 53.3% to Louisville <laughs> and 46.7% to Florida State. It also has, I don't know what that is down there. Is that that an amount? Is that money? It could be, uh, yeah, money uh, that could be offered up as well. So I guess DJ undecided at this point. But uh, look, this is all your your power five and your your kind of big-name quarterbacks who are leaving right now. Well, see, and that's why I said, like, when you had East Carolina, you can't live in the portal like this per se because it's still the halves that are what? Taking all the best talent in the league. Not saying that you can't. You, you're gonna go into the portal, yeah, yeah, and you're gonna, you know, you got to find out what's out there and, and what fits and what's what makes you better. But all the top players in this thing, man, you, you're not gonna touch any of those guys. Grayson McCall uh, of interest, the coastal quarterback. It has him between NC State and uh, UCF right now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so you got to get on down that list to find those, you know, you know those guys that you're going to have a chance at that you could possibly pull out the portal. And then you got to say, is that guy better than maybe a guy we have committed, um, a guy that we have already on campus? Mm-hmm. And not just to go into the portal and get something, because if it can't come in here and absolutely help you in, you're you're wasting money because literally you're gonna probably have to pay those kids to get them here. You know, I uh, I'm going down the list just to see if I see Mason Garcia's name, and I've gone through the top 100 and haven't seen his name. So, well, it, it won't be there this year. He didn't play yeah. like a top 100 now. Could somebody go back and have thrown him in there because of what he did coming out of high school? Maybe, but when you turn on that film, I mean, you're going to have to really, you know, do some – and you're not going in there to get a probable kid because guess what? You can recruit that out of high school. You're you going need in there a, to get a definite <laughs> – this yeah. guy definitely can come in here right and away. help us. Yeah. Uh, so, man, there are tons of these guys in here, and uh, we'll see – 
when the dust settles what east carolina is that ends up Tulane? with did i see Tulane somewhere? uh carson hoggard who is uh haggard a freshman wow. uh who played i guess behind pratt and uh of course their head coach willie fritz leaving so so he's probably encouraging him get in the portal and come on over to houston if he's yeah if, if that's what he wants if then they see the you know if they're gonna run the same offense and do all those things what better way than have a guy that's already done it saw mj morse's name up here uh from nc state who is undecided at this time so it is uh wide open welcome to the new world of football of college football the wild wild west man yeah. free agency without the perimeters that you need to truly make it free agency as a coach jason so like you are trying to narrow down who you want but how many of these guys are you talking to like are you reaching out to 10 20 15 or do you narrow down your five or three like what do you what do you do well it depends on um how comfortable you feel about what what you already have on your roster obviously we don't feel that way here but a lot of people could be comfortable with what they have on their roster but here i think some of these top guys you don't even mess with those guys because you're just wasting your time find some of these guys that that might be undecided undecided because you know the 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 danger about the portal is this what people don't understand, I was talking to a good friend of mine who's, you know, who's on the road today recruiting. You know, when you go in the portal, most of those guys who's gone through there that's already committed, they were already committed before they ever hopped into the portal. Right. The portal was just the last piece of the puzzle that they had to go through to get to the new destination. Yeah. So, um, but some of these guys might have hopped in there and not had a plan and just thought, hey, somebody's going to call me and offer me a lot of money. I would be looking at those guys to see if they're good enough that hasn't necessarily made a decision right now. Man, a lot of names. Seen Ken Seal's name from uh, Vanderbilt as a, a name to keep an eye on. You know, number thirty-six, according to this website. Well, that would be an upgrade. Is FAU? I just saw they had a guy. Is that FAU? Yeah, yeah. Yep, uh, FAU. Uh, Daniel Richardson. Nah, was that the guy that played against us? Um. Maybe I'll have to look it up. I don't okay, recall. Don't worry about it. I don't mean to put, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, if so, uh, <laughs> he's just trying not to play ECU again <laughs> after that defense laid it on him. I'm telling you. Down in Boca Raton. So uh, I wonder if any of our guys are up here. I don't know. Taylor Jackson would be our biggest name player. Well, the difference is Taylor, Taylor was already having offers. I saw where UCF had offered him. And I don't know if somebody else did at that point in time, but – it only takes one. Yeah, he's ranked thirty fifth. Arizona State. He's got between Arizona State and UCF right now. Yeah. So uh, chances there. Let's see if Tegan Wilk is registered in the uh, safety department, who uh, did not play a ton this year after suffering an injury. And <clears throat> we'll see if his name uh, pops up here. He might not make the cut for the top fifty. Yeah, I don't see it. <laughs> So, um, and as far as we know, uh, Chandler, did you see any more port, uh, portal entries over the weekend? I have not seen any to add I to the list. I have not seen any at all. Heard some rumors, uh, but nothing official yet as far as our guys entering the portal. I still think, and I'll knock on wood and do whatever, very positive sign that, you know, Siobhan Revel and Antoine Jackson. And, I mean, you look at it, really the only guy, especially on that defensive side of the ball, is Taylor Jackson? Yeah, that's the bit. That's been the biggest surprise. A lot of uh, other names that we've seen is maybe some names we've heard of, but we ha- definitely haven't seen them on the field as much. So, 
Um, yeah, I mean, because look, last year you saw Malik Fleming right out, right out the gate. Yeah. Um, trying to think of oh, Jaira Wilson. And so, you know, you have a guy like that in, in Siobhan Revel who really can go anywhere and play and, and uh, be productive on the football field. But right now it's, you know, it's well, that's really good. good. That's good. They, hopefully, we can keep it that way. Now the portal stays open for what thirty some days. This I think they changed the rules. It was like forty five days. I think it got cut down to thirty days or something like that. So you still got even after this um, <clears throat> ends uh, January second. So December fourth to January second is this current window. Okay. So it's still some stuff that can go on because the signing day is what is it the twentieth the uh, early signing period right now uh, next Wednesday I believe which would be the twentieth yeah okay so got to be careful man because if guys don't hit on who they think uh, that's when they'll fall back to the portal to right. get guys that you know that they you know they may like and they just you know they got a four star five star that they're waiting on they don't get them is this guy worth us taking a, a chance on you know. Um, I think we've talked about this, but when are we out of the woods with uh, with Blake Harrell? I mean, heck, we saw last year as far as coaches leaving that it could happen right at the beginning of spring ball uh, yeah. when we lost some assistance. But well, you know, <laughs> you knock on wood here again. Uh, you know, it, it can go for a couple more weeks um, just because these these guys that have gotten these new jobs. I don't know if there's a job out there that he would want to leave for with some of these guys that haven't necessarily named their the coordinators uh-huh. yet. So um, I don't, uh, you know, you know, when you look at the Michigan states or the the Indianas, the Mississippi states, the Texas A and M's. Um, who else on that on that level that came open? Northwestern, but I think they're safe. Oregon State uh, got a new coach. They do, but I don't know if you leave now for Oregon State if I'm if I'm him because Oregon State <laughs> is now just a regular uh, power slash group of five guy, right? I yeah, mean, they don't, almost the independent. <laughs> yeah, so you don't you don't leave something good here to go yeah. out there where it's 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 not the same anymore. Um, so yeah, I, I think you, you, we we're probably out. We're close to being out of the Syracuse. Uh, Skip used to always flirt with Syracuse. They make me nervous. No, they hired the guy. They hired the D line guy out of Texas A and M to be their coordinator, okay. who was the interim. So we're good there. Um, but it, it would take something like that, somebody that can get picked off late um, by some of these jobs that that are still going through the process. I think that for the most part, you know, when you get a job. When, Two of your first hires got to be your coordinators. You know, you got to almost have an idea when when you're interviewing. Hey, here's the guys that I'm interested in that I'm going after. You know, all that good stuff to make the the AD excited about you know hiring you and all that good stuff. So, um, I, I would say for the most part, we're probably safe. But All as soon right. as I say Again, that, we're not, we'll show up tomorrow and somebody been unpicked them off or something. We're knocking. We're knocking. Blake, stay put, man. Please. Uh, Chad brought this up in the chat before we take a break. You see, North Dakota State won a basketball game 104 to 14. Wow. <laughs> 108 to 14. I'm who, sorry. Who did they play? It was against, uh, let's see, uh, uh, they're the Wolfpack. Oh, my. Um, it had to be like. Division three or NAIA. Yeah, I uh, had to be. Let's see, Oak Hills. Barstow <laughs> says what appears to be a church league team. <laughs> o 
Oak Hills from the National Christian Christian College Athletic Association. I've never heard of the it. NCCAA. Oh wow! Oh, they did. There's a team photo. That looks like we can be on that. <laughs> Chandler, they look like us when we put on our jerseys to watch ECU basketball games. We can go play on that team, man. Um, which is why I said I would rather lose to South Carolina and have a fun day in Minji's than beat Ferrum by 30 points. Well, like, you don't get it, you don't get any better beating those guys. I mean like, you know, no. like, yeah, you can go have a, a good win and but those guys didn't get you any better. What is the point in that? Like, it is no the whole clue. thing's pointless. Yeah, who's who set that game? <laughs> I don't know. And I don't want them on our schedule if people are asking, "Hey, let's get a win for." No. no. I'd I'd rather lose to a a solid team than beat a team by 100 points uh all right let's get our last break in we'll come back 40 bowls in 14 days with jason nichols and more when we return pirate radio live on a monday back with you after this listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show welcome back it was a good day today for the stock market the dow was up 157 points and finished at 36,404 the nasdaq was ahead 28 at 14,430 and the S&P was up 18 at 4,622. That is your Wells Fargo Advisors stock market report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. About to wrap it up with Jason Nichols. Before we do, uh, Shirley... Got a new uh, 40 bowls in 14 days with the ATL flavor. Can we hit that one for Jason real quick? Uh-oh. Peach bowl? 40 <laughs> bowls in 14 days, 14 days, 14 days, 40 bowls in 14 days. Oh, my goodness. 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days, 14 days, 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days. Now throw your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care. And if you like 40 bowls in 14 days, everybody let me hear you say, oh yeah. Now throw your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care. And if you like 40 bowls in 14 days, everybody let me hear you say, oh yeah. All right, Jay Nick. Okay. Taking you to the. Y'all, y'all fooled me. I was like, oh, it must be the, the Peach Bowl. But it was the, it was nah, the music. Yeah, I'll cast. All right, let's go to Louisiana. Uh, you spent some time in Louisiana with Louisiana Monroe, so you probably don't like the Raging Cajuns. I really don't. Okay. Uh, this will be the New Orleans Bowl. East Carolina played Louisiana in the New Orleans Bowl and lost mm-hmm. to the Raging Cajuns in 2012, I'm going to say, until I'm corrected. Uh, this will be Saturday, December 16th, 2-15, Jacksonville State taking on Louisiana. Jason, who you got? I'm going to go with uh, Jacksonville State. 
just because you don't want to pick Louisiana? Well, Rich Rod, I think he'll do yeah. a great job scoring points. I would think Jacksonville State will be excited because it's their first bowl game that they've been able to be a part of. And I think Louisiana, they're kind of playing in their own backyard. So it's kind of like, oh, okay, we get to go play another game. All right. All right. Yeah, I like your reasoning for that. Do you, is Rich Rod – Maybe done with the big jobs. You think this is no, it for him? Or no, you... I heard his name on some some okay. some opportunities. So whether or not somebody hires him, that's a different deal. But um, I don't I don't know. That's a good that's a good question. Yeah, interested to see if uh, if he gets back into it from a you know a big team standpoint. He was West Virginia. You go to Arizona, Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. Michigan. Mi- michigan man Mm -hmm. so uh so there you go we got bowl games coming up this saturday all day long and uh eventually we'll get to that uh that playoff and see what happens jason uh i'm sure i asked you last week and i'll ask you again before we get there uh, how you feeling about the playoff right now who comes out of it man i my my gut i want texas because i just man i just thought they played really well that weekend it's tough to cheer against Alabama, though. And I know people say Washington. I, I just don't know. Until Washington beat somebody in that playoff system, I, I can't put much stock in that right All now. All right. At Bama, it almost feels like they snuck in, and now they're almost the favorite to win it. Well, the way it goes. How do you vote? How do you go against those guys? I know. And uh, the way Milrow played late in the year. And, uh, and we sat here and watched. Yes. how they got there with that fourth and goal from the 30 yes so it takes miracles uh sometimes to get there but they got theirs all right jason i uh, enjoyed it as always man thanks for hanging out with us appreciate you having me all right we'll see you again soon shirley rhodes chon we'll see you fine folks tuesday three o'clock for an all-new edition of pirate radio live we'll talk to cliff godwin coming up tuesday at five o'clock coach mack will join us mully as well we'll talk to you then jeff charles take us home Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.